Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to week two of Quarantine Cast. Yep, we're here quarantining, except we're still together recording podcasts. Yeah, but like, fuck you. Anyway. I mean, we're approximately six feet away from each other. <laughs> Unless we try really hard, we're not going to spit on each other. And we've seen very few people, or at least I have. I have not. Outside of uh, the other person and maybe a couple other people. Yep, I work in a, what is considered an essential business, so I will stay open. The gas station. You know what's mm-hmm. not an essential business? GameStop. <laughs> I knew you were going to get to it. Yep. So, so <laughs> like, okay. my, my previous employer, uh-huh. I'll, I'll put that out there too, I worked, at, I worked at GameStop for four years, so I have a pretty good idea of how they work, right? Get them pre-orders. Yeah. Oh, track, yeah. Well, that's, that's just like not even like... No, I know. I'm just being... A- that's a whole different fucking can of goddamn worms where they just like, you know, badger their workers to badger the customers. So everybody gets... It's just a nonstop fuck fest of badgerment. What a healthy relationship between everyone. Well, typically, actually, like we do have a pretty healthy relationship with our customers. Yeah. Because like we usually just ignore them. And then we usually just ignore what corporate says and just do whatever we want. And then they bitch at us about our numbers. Yeah. And then we'll we'll badger the customers we don't know and then treat the ones that we do know nicely mm-hmm. just to like kind of fool corporate out. Yes. And like that's not healthy either, but like No, that's not friendly to new customers. Right. But we didn't know what else to do. Picking and choosing your battles, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. you have to, or else you're just going to get fucking fired. Because <laughs> they, they say they don't, there's no quotas. <laughs> there's quotas, baby. But anyway, this is an entirely separate thing. So, despite... Corona. In times. good old... Once again, we are in Ohio, and in good old Ohio right now, everything is closed. Today, our governor just closed down all barbershops, hair salons, and stuff like that. Those are now closed. Just the only me. things that are remained open... Tells me how am I gonna cut my hair? I'm gonna have to use a blender. I'll cut your hair, buddy. I mean, I'm probably gonna have my dad do it. I'm gonna have to cut my dad's hair and then he cuts my hair and it's gonna be like weird. We'll give you haircuts, buddy. We'll do it. My mother's a uh, my mother is that's a, true that's an true. actual trained hair professional. So if you need to get hair done, I'm, I'm sure she'll cut your hair. I had a weird circumstance about it because I was like, <laughs> I, I've been going to the same place my entire life to get mm-hmm. my hair cut, and then they closed. Yeah. Before this happened. And I right. was like, oh, let me find a new place. And then this happened. Yeah, and everything's like, I guess closed. I can't find a new place. I'm just going to uh, tell my dog to eat my hair off. I'm sure a lot of these people who got laid off from this are probably just going to do their own side work. Yeah. But, like, I don't know where the fuck they're going to meet to do that shit. I mean, guess in, like, each know. other's homes, you just have to disinfect, like, fucking crazy when you're it's, done. This is a fucked up situation. Yeah, I mean, I guess since everybody's staying inside anyway, you don't really need to get your hair cut. Or your nails done. I suppose. Is that's kind of the idea? It will eventually get annoying to me. Oh, yeah. Know. Me too. But, yeah, so those are closed down. You know, the only things that are left open are your grocery stores and your big box grocery stores too, like Walmart, Target, etc., because they also sell groceries, so they're staying open to, feed, to service that need. Yeah. And then gas stations, like the one that I run. That's my full-time job. That's going to stay open. Pharmacies, CVS, Walgreens... Those will stay open because people still need to get their medications to survive. Just carry out restaurants. Uh, yep, and then restaurants they do carry out only, drive through only, and then I don't know, fucking GameStop's still open. <laughs> they're just they're just open, buddy. I feel like this is gonna be a double edged sword for you to bit because you need to get Animal Crossing. 
I am perfectly okay with getting the news that, hey, GameStop's closing. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, I'll just buy digital and get my money back later. I'm okay with that. Okay. You know, if that's what has to – I would prefer that to happen or get noticed that they'll close, and I'll just go in and cancel my pre-orders, buy it online. Are they staying open even after this? Yeah. This is very kind of frustrating. It doesn't make much I sense. I guarantee you. Dude, in two weeks after that is the Final Fantasy VII release. Right, but even Square Enix was like, hey, maybe do a digital because we ain't going to have that many copies because, you know. Right. Yeah, they said that. See, I saw that they had a press release earlier today mm-hmm. that said, like, we're trying to get, you know, make sure this gets in as many hands as possible. We prefer you buy a digital. If you buy a physical, hopefully the store has it. We don't know what to tell you, but we're going to try our best to get as many copies out to as many people well, that want fine. it. fine. I'm glad they're getting ahead of it, and it's not just going to be chaotic on the day it comes out. Yeah, like, people know at least, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's still probably going to be I think chaos. Most people do digital, anyway. Um, now it, it's almost fifty percent now. Yeah, it is. It is almost half and half. And that's why GameStop's been tanking. That's probably why GameStops are staying uh, yeah. open right now, and they're fighting because tooth and nail to stay open. They're near bankruptcy already. Yeah. So if they if they have to shut down all their stores, it might just fold them. Yeah. Which like yeah. sucks for all the people working there, but also I fucking hate GameStop. I would feel really bad for all the people who are, like, working there, especially as, like, managers and stuff like that. It sucks because I, I do hate GameStop, but at the same point, like, I, I do feel like there at least should be a place that is a store for video games. And I don't know if something would come out of the ashes because now we're in a super digital future. We might see something different. Um, and that's kind of what GameStop's shifting towards. But once again, that's also beside the point. So during this crisis, GameStop is staying open, right? Which, right, right there. Already. That's already bad enough. Super dumb, please be, stop. Like, right? stop it. Yeah. yeah. You are Game not a necessary store. Stop. <laughs> and, oh god, they're... So, all the employees got a message from the CEO of the company. Uh-huh. They sent, like, a company-wide email, right? Sent to every store. And, like, he basically pampered them up and said that, like, you are an essential business because people need games in these trying times. Oh, God. Not like, you know, you can just buy games digital or something. Rise up, gamers. Or you can just go to Walmart and Target and stuff that are still open and buy a game. Yes. But, you know, they have to be self-serving. And then he then he further pampers them and makes them talk like, oh, you guys are the heroes. In this staying open to get How people their games. heavy-handed. Fuck right. off. And then they ended with, we are going to be sending relief packages that have a shit ton of different cleaning supplies for you. So you can keep your store disinfected and safe. And, like, your hands and stuff, right? Yes. Those packages still haven't shown up. Doom is coming out tomorrow now. GameStop pushed it back to stagger the releases. Doom is tomorrow. Animal Crossing is Friday. Doom is coming out tomorrow, and most of these stores don't have these packages. There have been, like, there have been store managers and, like, other workers that are going all over social media talking about how right now they promised those packages days ago, and they still haven't gotten them, and they're about to have to deal with a big-ass release. It's really dumb. It's super dumb. guys. I don't know what else to tell you. Stay away from GameStop. Those sound like hazardous areas right now. Now... I'm probably still going to pick up my games even though I shouldn't. But I already have them them paid off. I'm going to put on gloves. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to have disinfectant wipes in my car. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to wipe down the copies of Animal Crossing and then throw my gloves away. Okay. I don't know what else to do. 
They're already paid off, so I don't have to, like, run my credit card or anything like that. I just have to tell them my stuff, and then they hand me the game, and I walk out. Sure. So, at least it'll be easy like that. I mean, when dealing with drive-thrus or anything, I just, like, the instant I get home, I'm washing the shit out of the hands. Yeah, you have to. You, know, you, you have, have to do that every time. Wash up, whatever you, you get home. Most of you guys probably already know this already. We're shoving it down their throats. We'll shove it down your throats further. <laughs> Wash your hands. Deep throat this advice, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Hope you don't have a gag reflex. Ooh, here comes the advice. <laughs> Wash your, your fucking hands. Big, big black advice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's common. Open up that incognito tab. <laughs> here comes a twelve inches of advice. <laughs> Wash your fucking hands and tell GameStop to close. Why are you open? <laughs> Tell us why. The shoe's on the other foot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the fucking Get and Jump Show, Suicide Squad episode, <laughs> week two of quarantine time. I'm your host, Just Be, and that's Gen. Hi, that's me. Hello, how are you today? I think I was supposed to say that I'm Jub, but my brain is gone. Yeah. From both insanity of quarantine time and the fact that we had to fucking watch Suicide it's Squad. It's funny that the movies turned incredibly shitty as soon as the quarantine times were upon us. Yeah, it's like really terrible timing. Yeah. It's weird. As soon as the DC Extended Universe happened, the entire the COVID-19 universe started happening. <laughs> um, That's exactly what happened, and I hate it. It's, it's weird. I wish it stopped. There's not really any relation between these two things, except timing. But... It's really bad timing. It is weird timing. Yeah, because if anything, I would like to look forward to the watching of the film that we're going to watch in this difficult era. Right. <laughs> like, yay, it's time to watch a film. But then it was Suicide Squad, and I was like, all right, oh. this is probably the worst. Well, not in our list, probably, if I had to guess. No. Catwoman bad. Catwoman probably Catwoman worse. real bad. It's 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 so bad that I forgot. Yeah, it's second. like it's legitimately terrible. Like there are at least competently shot scenes of Suicide Squad. There's at least like There's at least a couple. Yeah. <laughs> There's at least a couple decent characters in the movie. That's true. Catwoman has literally none of it. Oh, you didn't like Man Sandwich? No. And the gay guy? We His had to make them funny. Was he was gay. Like we had to make them funny on our own. That's true. Um, we'll uh, we'll complain about that for probably the majority of the episode, if I had to guess. Yep, I just have like a couple little things I want to talk about. I haven't played any new games. I don't know about you. I don't think you have either. I haven't well, you, played any new games. Well, you did play one old game. I'm sure you'll talk I'll, about that for a bit. I will. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and start with that, and then I'll get into the, the sure. newest thing. Um. Last episode, I talked about Sonic Forces, and playing Sonic Forces made me go like, I want to play a Sonic game that is better than this. However, <laughs> I 
I don't want to play a Sonic game uh, that is actually good. So I played Sonic Adventure 1. Uh, I bought it on the PS3 with that DX upgrade. It's kind of a rip that they charge you extra for that. They charge you extra for that. How much extra? Like, it was $3 for the game and, like, $2 for the DX upgrade, which I bought. Because I was like, whatever, it's a $5 game then at that point. That's still it cheap, should just be weird. packaged with it. I even realized that they would, like, re-release the original at all. They didn't. It's the DX version. But the DX version added shit, and the stuff that it added is not present unless you buy that. Oh, which that's is really some scummy, weird. Like, it's like the fucking Modern Warfare remaster not having all the maps and shit. Yeah, that's really, thing. really strange. I don't get it. It is really strange. Like th- th- that was the version that came out on the GameCube, DX. Yeah, which is funny because the abbreviation for the game is Sad X. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I like that the Sonic Adventure games just, uh, you know, have this, like, you know, kind of fun reputation for being garbage, but people like them anyway. And that's kind of how I feel about both of them. I haven't played one in a very long time, but I'm just going to tell you how I remember it, and you okay. let me know if this is correct or when not. When did you play it? The last time I played Sonic Adventure 1 was like a decade ago. On my Sega Dreamcast. Okay. I have, I still have my physical copy of Sonic Adventure 1. Oh, I never cool. played the DX version on the GameCube. I never had it. I, I don't believe it's that different. They just added shit and yeah. cleaned up graphics a little bit. Not not enough, but, like, they did. Yeah. So I, I played the Dreamcast version, but I still have the copy. It still works. I popped it in one day just to see if it worked, and I turned it back off. But from what I remember, it's super corny, really dumb, Competent enough to play, yeah. That it gives you fun moments sometimes, and then you're mostly around though for the stupidity and how much fun that is. Well, that's the entire reason I was playing it. Yeah, the entire reason I was playing it is I was laughing (laughs) at Sonic Forces, and I was like, you know what? I could be laughing more with a game that was more enjoyable. Yeah. Um. (laughs) uh, I I think it's a it's a way better game than Sonic Forces because. Um, well, for one, there's more content, yeah, which is kind of interesting considering we're comparing a PS4 title, like a modern game, with a Dreamcast game. This has happened literally all over the industry. <laughs> yeah, it's this is crazy not weird. a new concept. Forces we were just talking about it. Out. We yeah. were just talking about like when I last week when I talked about Marvel vs. Capcom too. Yeah, we're just like the amount of content in these games is just like. Especially fighting games got it probably the worst, where everything's just stripped out and separated as DLC. Yeah, it's it's that weird. Sonic Adventure is crazy ambitious for its time. Yeah, absolutely. It was like 1999 game, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, God, we weren't even in that generation for that long. People were still playing, like, Nintendo 64 shit. Yeah. And it feels like a Nintendo 64 game a bit. It's just a little bit more cleaned up. Yeah, but, like, it's crazy ambitious because it has six, six campaigns, and all of them play different, and there's big overworlds connecting all the levels, uh, and there's an entire fucking, like, basically other game in the form of a, a pet simulator with the Chow Garden shit. Yeah, no, this was the, uh... 
Sonic Adventure 1 was like the big tentpole thing for the Dreamcast. Yeah. It was like, it was the big thing. I remember like having my Dreamcast and that game being around and like, you had to have it. If you had a Dreamcast, you had to get Sonic Adventure. That was the shit. Oh, I know people that are obsessed with the Chow Garden shit. Oh yeah, it's even better in the second one. It is. The Chow Garden shit in the second one's awesome. I- I'm gonna replay the second one. I'll probably talk about that next week, because I bought both. Yeah. For PS3. Um, it's it's very strange the difference between the two games because you could you could clearly tell that like if any cutbacks were made to Adventure One, they're not too apparent. Mm-hmm. But if there there's certainly were cutbacks made to Adventure Two. Yeah. And that's been widely reported that like that game was gonna be way bigger and have six campaigns and instead it just has two. And they limited the amount of levels and there's no overworld like there was in Adventure One. But honestly, it being more streamlined might make it a better game. It is a better game. Because there's a lot of moments that are terrible in Adventure 1 where you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Because um, it kind of just drops you in this overworld and encourages exploration of these big maps. But then, like, you kind of just want to play a Sonic level. That's what so you're there then for. it is, like, frustrating that, like, I can't find the weird specific thing I need or the specific area I need to be in to trigger a cutscene and I just wander around and wander around and wander around and, and it's a pretty easy game I beat it in like fucking two sessions of playing it yeah like just like probably like fucking eight hours total if I had to guess yeah, it's not very it's not very um, long no but at the time it was probably longer because I looked up some shit at the time, it was probably way longer because it was not as viable to look up shit in 1999. Oh yeah, dude i I spent a lot of hours on that game just wandering around. Dude, the, the first when you play the Sonic campaign, you first get dropped in the city. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I spent well, so much time just walking yeah, around and shit. The mad, the the coolness of that is gone yeah. in the modern era. Of like, oh my god, there's this big giant city, and I could talk to all these people. Yeah. It's pretty apparent in a modern era when you walk around the city that it's really nothing but connectors to levels oh, dude, and then the NBCs shit? don't say anything at all that is relevant at all <laughs> well yeah dude when I first got this shit I went around and talked to everybody yeah me like, too yeah and I was just like running around enjoying myself I played it later like on GameCube but even then that was like more recent to mm-hmm. the game's existence than, right. than now yeah. oh my god now it you age like like a fine piece of garbage but yeah. but there's there's still there's some good shit in there I think there's positives um I really appreciate how ambitious they were with the six campaign structure. It's really cool. Um, not all of them are good. No, most of them are bad. Uh, Sonic is pr- the main one, the longest one. He has like ten stages and a bunch of other extra shit to do, mm-hmm. which makes sense. The yeah. Sonic one being the longest makes sense, and that's the probably the game. one that you should play before all the other ones. But you have to, actually. Yeah, you you do don't have. unlock the other campaigns until you meet that character in Sonic's campaign. Right. Um, or maybe you could do it from other campaigns. Like, I, I didn't, I've never tried, like, just unlocking Tails and then playing Tails' campaign and see if it unlocked anything. Um, I don't, I don't know if remember. it works like that. I don't remember. So when, but I anyway. remember when I played it, I just went straight through all of Sonic's campaign first. Sonic's campaign is fine. Uh, there's a couple frustrating levels towards the end. Um, other than that, it, it, it's fine. Uh, it, Sonic didn't make as graceful a transition to 3D as somebody like Mario did, for sure. Uh, and controlling him is a bit wonky. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's too fast for his own good in a 3D space sometimes. Uh, 
they would re refine this later, but also not depending on what game you're playing. Like <laughs> Sonic Team, Sonic Team is like a fucking mess. And has They're super been, inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, it has been for like almost their entire existence. Like, Adventure is like playable, and then Adventure Two is more playable, and then we just somehow got to 06, and I don't know why. There was Heroes in between that, which is about just as playable as Adventure Two. Yeah, but I probably don't even like that as much it, as it is a Adventure much, One. It's a much worse game. Yeah. Um. So then Tails is interesting because his goal changes because in. Dead, your goal is to beat Sonic to the end of the level. Right. Uh, which is cool. I like that twist on it. And I also really liked playing his Tails because flying opens up a lot more avenues for you. Mm -hmm. I like that as a mechanic a lot. Knuckles. Uh, these levels are probably notorious for being shit. Because mm -hmm. uh, they kind of are. And they aren't much better in the second one either. They're not much better in the second. They're worse in the second one somewhat. It depends. Yeah. The levels are probably better, but it's still annoying that you even have to do it. Uh, because he, instead, they just drop you in a more open area of one of the levels, and you have to search for three emeralds that can be literally anywhere. Mm -hmm. Inside enemies, in the ground, in breakable items, and you just have to find them and rely on this shitty radar system that yep. like, blinks as you're closer to the emeralds. Yep, same radar system in the second one. It's annoying. It's fun to watch it speed ran, though, because all the other levels take longer unless there's, like, an exploit than the Knuckles stages. Though They do those in, like, 20 seconds because they find them real quick. Because they, yeah, they know where they're at. At possible spots are. It's cool mm -hmm. shit. Uh, Amy's are actually weirdly fun. It was weirdly fun to play as Amy. I don't know why. I, I really liked her, like, hammer jump shit. That shit was fun. That was my favorite campaign when I first played the game. Her, her goal is to evade a, a robot. That try to kill her. Yep. And just get to the end, and then you grab a balloon and float away. That's her entire goal. Yep. Uh, and then, then you got then you got some wonky ones. Yep. One of them is fun, in my opinion. I don't know how everybody else lands on this one. One of them is the worst thing in the game, and it's I'm pretty sure everyone agrees with this aspect. <laughs> you got you got the robot Gamma. Yep. I enjoy playing as him. Yeah, it's fun. Um, they kind of altered his gameplay to be the Tails and Eggman sections in Adventure 2, mm -hmm. which is fine by me, because, like, I, I like the gameplay of running through the level in Sonic and just shooting everything. It's different. But I like that there's still some speed to it, too. Yeah. Uh, I like it. It's different. It's different enough to be a change of pace. That's why it works pretty well in Adventure 2, in my opinion, because you're breaking up Sonic levels with that. Mm -hmm. um, his campaign is super easy, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his is, like, maybe the easiest, because you just, you just like, hit square and you yeah. win. Um, just shoot everything and you move on. Yeah. It's super easy. Big the Cat, though. Yep. I never... When I first played the game, I never finished it. Oh, I beat it. it. It's easy enough to figure out, but, like, it's not intuitive and it doesn't work. So... For some reason, they thought it would be a good idea to have this big, giant cat character who is just, like, he talks like, Oh, Froggy, where's my buddy going? And, like, I'm not even, like, exaggerating. No, it's just literally how it sounds. <laughs> um, the voice acting in this game is not good, by the way. I, I, it's really not good. 
It's, it's everybody sounds bored reading their lines. It's comically bad. It's really fun. It makes it more enjoyable though because it's super funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Big the Cat is, is uh, trying to find his friend Froggy, who is running away from him, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Scary. I think of it as like he doesn't want to be friends with Big the Cat. And he's, like, trying to force the relationship. Froggy, where you go? Come back. But anyway, so you have to fish for him. And yes, you have to cast a lure into ocean and wait for Frog to grab it and then hook him on your hook and reel him in. And the fishing does not work. Like, at all. So, as Sega. Uh-huh. Also on the Dreamcast. Yeah. Sega Bass Fishing. Right. Good video game. Yeah, I don't know how they fucked this up this bad, Well, just tap into the Sega Bass Fishing guys. Like, hey, help us with this fishing segment. And then you just use the same fucking shit that Sega Bass Fishing uses. I have no idea. It's so weird to me. Um, it doesn't work well. It's His levels are by far the most annoying because of that. Because unless you kind of, like, get an idea of what you're doing, because there are exploits for it. There are exploits to fish for Froggy and get him real easy. But unless you know those, you're fucked. Good luck catching him. And unless you know where all the lore upgrades are in the world, of which I think there were five, I just looked them up, you do even worse at catching him. Great. <laughs> and then when you beat all the campaigns, you get Supersonic Campaign, which is just basically a real quick boss battle as Supersonic to beat... Uh, the villain of the game, which is uh, uh, Goop. <laughs> just, uh, just a pile of Goop. Yeah, named Chaos, which mm-hmm. uh, is one of the villains in Forces, but then he doesn't do anything. Weird, wasted. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. It doesn't nope. make any sense, but like, there's like, they have this moment where it's like, every, every villain is in the game, and they're working together. Oh. So it's like Eggman, the new villain, and then like like Shadow, Zabok, Chaos. Like they, they go through like the list of all the villains and they all show up. And then they're all fucking not real. They're all like VR. Like I don't point? know, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's really bad. What's the fucking point? Exactly. I wish it was just them any like that'd be fine. I, I don't know. <laughs> no reason for it. They probably didn't want to make Shadow a bad guy again. Because, like, he's a fan favorite. But the other characters, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't have just been, like, villains. I mean, Chaos is too powerful. Because it's, like, the whole point of adventure is him getting more powerful as the game goes on. Right. To the point where he just, like, completely obliterates a city. Which creates some really funny moments. Because, like, they literally show you an entire city get drowned and destroyed. And then, like, after you beat him, Tails is like, well, Paul's well, it is well. <laughs> and it's like, Tails, hundreds of millions of people are dead, Tails. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> you don't give a fuck about that. We used to go home and work on the ship. We're going yeah, to the Sonic plane. Listen to that song over and over again. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because every character has their own, like, theme that plays, like, way too much. Way Entirely too much. too much, yeah. And they're all bad and funny. Uh, Big the Cats is the worst, though. <laughs> hey there, big guy. Hey, little guy. <laughs> it's so bad. 
Um, Amy's is pretty bad, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it, but not in any good way. That's not a good game. No. It has aged extremely poorly, but I appreciate a lot about it because they tried something. They tried a lot of things. <laughs> not all of, of them things. a success, but I appreciate the effort. And it will forever be this funny little game with some stupid-ass shit in it that uh, is kind of fun, but not good. Yeah, that's the... And that's, I respect it for that. It is the long and short of Sonic Adventure. Yeah. I still I still have... And it, it's it's all nostalgia. I'll give I'll give anybody who asks that. Yeah. All nostalgia for me, but I had a great time playing that game when I was younger. Oh, I had a great time playing it the other day. Right. <laughs> I was it's laughing like, my ass off. It's I can't complain. And some of it was that there was. I mean, even back then there was stuff that was so dumb it just made you laugh. Yes. Even even by nineteen ninety nine standards, yes. you know, especially when things like Super Mario sixty four happened already. And right. Like, like way better. Games. It will never not be funny that every time you hit Knuckles and hit the boss fight against him, he says, oh no. Yeah. And you have to hit him three times, so he says, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> and then the <laughs> boss fight is over. <laughs> that will never not be the it's, funniest thing in it's the It's so terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, soft spot in my heart for that game. I have an even softer spot for the second one. Yeah, I uh, I don't even think I've ever beat it. I beat the campaigns, but I never beat like the the final final thing. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, because I think I just rented it. From like the, the supersonic part, family video. Yeah, I never beat that part. Like that part was interesting from what I remember mm-hmm. from watching other people play it. Because like you got to play as everybody. Yes. Which is cool. Like that's like the one thing that's missing from Adventure One. Well, no, there's a lot of things missing from Adventure 1. I said it like it was a great game that had one flaw. But, like, uh, it's just like the supersonic part. They have everybody show up, like, an Avengers moment, like, including Big the Cat, but he doesn't say anything. Right, he just doesn't uh, do anything. And, and then nobody does anything except Sonic. Right, it's so weird. I was like, well, then what's the point of everybody else being here? What was the point of Big the Cat in general? Props. He didn't do anything. Or would be like, everybody's here. And then you then you finish the, the game. The culmination of everything you've done to this point, right? It's like it's like if you get that Avengers pan around scene and Hulk's there and then he just disappears. Yeah, basically. And then just Captain America runs up and does something. Yeah. It, it's the equivalent to that. Yeah. It's so weird. What a what a what a what a great game. Oh dude. <laughs> I, all that being said, love it. Love Sonic Adventure. Oh, my my favorite thing I noticed that I never noticed when I was a kid playing this game. When you play Sonic's campaign and you get to Eggman's ship. Uh Uh-huh. Uh. (laughs) Eggman has this big speech. He's like, yeah, like, I I believe the ship, like, transforms. And Eggman's like... (laughs) That's right, Sonic, you'll never get through the sky deck. You'll never find me in the sky deck. And then, like, literally where it spawns you in the the gameplay section, you're right next to a door, and you walk forward, and it triggers Sonic going, This must be the sky deck! (laughs) (laughs) And then you go through the door, and the level is called sky deck. In the weird fucking (laughs) hilarious mouth animation that Sonic does. Yeah. It's so goofy. It's so wonky. Sometimes his mouth opens way too wide. Uh, It's super funny. Yeah. But it's also, like, extra bad because it was timed with the Japanese voice actors. Yeah. And they didn't change it at all. 
They for the American voice acting. Like every studio, no studios did that. Back yeah, then. no, None. not back then. So it always looked weird. It's super funny now. Oh my god, it's hilarious. <sighs> I'm excited for you to play Adventure Two. Um, uh, me too. You're the kind of person who might get sucked mm. into the Chow stuff. Um, I avoided it for one. I found like extra eggs, and I'm kind of just disinterested in doing it. Um, it's much more enjoyable to do in two. Yeah, but then there's less incentive to do it probably for me because there's not an overworld to explore and get new eggs and shit. No, but they're hidden in all the levels, sort of like collectibles. Oh, the eggs. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what? What you'll get? Yeah, like right at the beginning, I, I I always remember where this one egg is in the fucking city escape, dude. Yeah. As soon as you get off the board, you go to right immediately to the left side. There's a little alcove and there's an egg tucked there. Okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. That's like shit I just remember about that game. They're just like in the environment. There's one in a pawn shop that you steal. <laughs> I yeah. don't even understand. Like nobody, nobody does nothing about it. No, just let Sonic walk away with the, the stolen fine. property. It's fine. Well, I mean, you have to get like it, like it's on like a pressure thing. So if you take it up, the gate closes of the store. Yeah. So you have to get another thing that looks like an egg but isn't an egg and put it there instead. And then steal the egg. Sonic's a conniving thief. I got a... By relevant to our show, I got a golden chow. I named him Pistjar. Hell yeah. And uh, I left him in the in the garden and didn't talk to him. Sorry, <laughs> Pistjar. You'll never amount to anything. Always great in my heart. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I might eventually go back because... God, that game has so many things you can do. Like... The emblems, like just beating all the campaigns, I have like maybe fifty, maybe yeah, there's maybe yep. there's a hundred and thirty. Yep, because you have to beat every single level three times. Yeah, I never even attempted it. Yeah, I might fuck around with it a bit if I get the urge to, but I don't know. I'm probably just gonna play two instead. As far as like replay- replayability stuff, yeah, they're, they're, like you don't get much. For, as far as like. These like new era Sonic games go. Yeah, you don't get much better than the Chow stuff in Sonic Adventure Two. I think I would rather just play other games after that. Anyway, like I'll play Adventure Two and then I'll play like maybe some other ones I missed over the years. Play get Sonic Heroes. Nah, I'm good. Don't I might play a game that I overlooked when I was a child, and probably for good reason. But I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I'm curious. Which is Shadow of the Hedgehog. Oh, dude. That game is a fucking riot. It's so funny. I got it for Christmas, and I believe I traded it in and got Tony Hawk's American Wasteland instead. Um, which, I think, at the time, was a good decision, because I, I like I, Tony Hawk games, yeah. but... I think I remember telling you this. Uh-huh. Me and my brother did the literal exact same thing. Yeah? What did you get instead of Shadow? No, Tony Hawk's American oh, Wasteland. Wait, literally the exact same thing? Yes. I, so we got it... come out the same year. They, I'm pretty sure they did. It was, or it was it was when I been in the year before. I don't remember because I don't I don't remember oh, the 360 way, was out yet or not. The hype was pretty real for American Wasteland, if I remember. Oh yeah, because everybody crazy. was like, "Oh, this is that fucking open world Tony Hawk game," and then it fucking wasn't. Everybody was pissed. Yeah, but then it was still like an okay game. It's like the worst Tony Hawk, except for the actually bad ones. In I'm, that like era of Tony Hawk games that ends with American Wasteland, it's probably the worst one. Yeah, of the first seven, it's the worst. Yeah. I would say. I might prefer it to, like, some of the, Like, obviously, like, I prefer it to, like, five. <laughs> I mean, you can't even play that game now. Did you see there's maybe a new one happening? Yeah. I don't, I want to believe, but I also do not want to set myself up for sadness. I just, like, I'm... 
not even going to care about it unless I hear good things. Yeah, well, it's not the people that made five, so that's a step in the right direction. They were pretty bad. Hire the guys who made Skatebird. Hire fucking Neversoft. They still work for Activision. It's not the same guys. Some of them have to be. No. There have to be people that worked on Tony Hawk still working at that company. Not always. Dude, you'd be surprised how much turnaround happens in the game industry. Dude. No, yeah, you're probably right. Most of the people most of the people who worked on the first Last of Us aren't working in Naughty Dog right now for The Last of Us 2. <sighs> Your best option is to just make a remaster, and that way you don't have to change much. Yeah, it's like, we just... Like, just re-release, like, the first, like, four. Like, like they did with, like, the Crash and Spyro games. Like, as a package, yeah. I would say the first four, though. Those um, are smaller games. Because, yeah, one is really short compared to the others, so... I don't know if they do that, though, because it's just really expensive to license all that music. Well, they would just have new music. Which would be the case anyway, because the band that leaked that there's a new Tony game coming out, I don't think is in any of them. No, they're not. So... That'd be cool. Get they would music get some of cool. the songs from the old ones, just like you know, get like fucking Superman and all that shit. Yeah, like just like the ones that people remember, and then the rest will be just filler. So it won't be the same, but I you, would buy it. You get some <laughs> cool ass musicians to do music for Tony Hawk now that would fit super well. Getting new musicians to do music might be a really cool idea. Dude. They there's a lot of cool music that came out of Tony Hawk. Yeah, a lot of and, music that I would I wouldn't have listened to otherwise. Well, I just shit on it, but American Wasteland has an excellent soundtrack because they had a bunch of bands that were popular at the time do covers of, like, L.A.-based punk songs. Yeah. And that shit was fairly good. It's fairly good soundtrack. It's interesting. It's unique. Um, fits the location, but not the game itself because the game itself has a stupid fucking story. Because I was such the a dumb recluse of all time. Because I was such a dumb recluse as a kid, I don't think I would have ever liked like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, if I didn't play Tony Hawk. Like, yeah, it shaped my music taste a lot. Mm-hmm. One of the first instances of me listening to hip hop at all was these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank God there's hip hop in it. Yeah, it's good stuff too. Yeah. New one. I'll tell you right now, go get Run the Jewels. Yeah, yeah, Run that Jules would fit. Great well. for rock band. Great rock band. We're great for Tony Hawk. Yeah. Well, would not be great for rock band. No, probably not. Great for Tony Hawk. You can get, you can get some, you can get some other really cool artists to do it. You can get like fucking, get like a, get like a rompy ass fucking like Anderson Pack song in there. Sure. You, like, there's so many artists you could tap. As long as you don't choose like "Hot Shower" by Chance the Rapper, I'll be, I'll be. That'd be uh, fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll be pretty into whatever they do. Um. I don't know. Like, we've only seen one company try to make it after Neversoft, really. And they fucked it up. So, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna reserve judgment until another team fucks it up. Right. Which they could. Easy. But maybe not as bad. Robomoto, I believe, was the company. Yeah, well, they, like, it seems like it was very, very rushed, very slapjack put together. It was because they were losing the license. Yeah. Which I believe they've now extended. Yeah, well, they... If yeah. they're making this. If that's the case. Well, they put out a game for it, which extends the license already. Yeah. So, like, they have they have the license for a lot longer now. Uh-huh. They should take their time and make a really good Tony Hawk game. Or just remaster... Or just remaster the first, yeah. you know, the first few of them and just put uh, them on that's one That's probably disc. your safest bet. Like, why, like, risk it all and make a new Crash Bandicoot game when you could just remaster the ones that people like and want to play anyway? Yeah, give it to a That good... mentality applied to Tony Hawk... 
Yeah, give it to a good... probably just work. Give it to a good studio that cares. Yeah. Give Tony Hawk the blue point. (laughs) That's too good. (laughs) (laughs) They're doing something probably way more important. They're probably doing Demon's Souls by the sounds of it. It might be a PS5 launch title. Speaking of the PS5... Oh, yeah, so, uh... So today, earlier today, uh-huh. Bubble, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yeah. Earlier today, the Sony, uh, for more context, on Tuesday, Sony was like, hey, tomorrow, we're putting out a video, Mark Cerny, coming out, talking about the PlayStation 5. Talking about video games, so I'm gonna drink some Monster Energy drink. That's it, buddy. We got the good one, you got the purple one? Purple good. Purple's a good flavor, I like purple. That's the flavor. It's purple. I, I couldn't tell you what the flavor actually is. It's purple. <laughs> it's grape. No. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> I don't think it tastes like grape. It tastes like purple, though. I'm... That's because the can's purple. That makes it taste <laughs> like purple. <laughs> so, yeah, someone was like, hey, Mark Cerny's coming out. Big console, big, their big console architect guy. I am not convinced that man isn't Dana Carvey doing a character. I'm, not, I'm really not convinced. So, because of quarantine shit, we all did this online. We made a Discord server for all our friends to get together and like do stuff together. So our first big test of this was doing the Sony thing. And there's like five of us, I think, there watching it. And <sighs> Me, you, your brother... Matt from the other podcast. Yeah, and our friend Danny. Yes. There's five of us, yeah. There's five of us watching it. Went pretty well. I think uh, maybe you and your brother cared and nobody else. I don't know. And the rest of us were just memeing on it. I mean, I was, even, I was it was memeable, but I, I was very much looking forward to this. Because, you know, hey, I'm a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, buddy. As I, uh, as I, uh... Sip it. Mm. Oh. Hold on. Let me take a sip of my Mountain Dew. All right. Oh man, this is quality content. So, <laughs> as a as one of them game mans, uh, COVID nineteen has uh, not been hitting me too hard because at least I can play game. But the one thing it has hit is game news. Yep. Because it canceled the game news source E three. So, I mean, Sony already wasn't going. Yeah. But you gotta. I mean, we all understand that they've canceled several events about PS5 in the wake of this corona bullshit. Including GDC. Yeah. Which we which we found out was that's what this was for. This see, is you the got, GDC you got like thousands, millions of, you know, people that like video games that are hungry for some good news yep. and some fun stuff to get excited about. In this, you know, it, admittedly super shitty time. Yeah. Uh, and that was not it. That was boring, and I'm I'm kind of sad that they just decided to do that, because I feel like it's probably just going to be a bad PR move down the line. Yeah, that's the big thing, I think. Obviously, they were going to do this presentation anyway. This was intended for GDC. Yeah. They were supposed to give this presentation at GDC. Mark Cerny was supposed to be there. GDC gets canceled, and Sony's looking at their presentation that they've already written and gotten ready, and they're like, what do we do with this? Well, I guess we just record it and put it out in front of a fake audience. That audience was fake. Yeah, that was off-putting. And it was, like, animated and stuff. It was very strange. That was off-putting, and they should not have done that. No, I don't understand. 
why the fuck they did that. Just just have him come out of the empty podium. We know what's going on. The virus is happening. We get it. Nobody cares that much right now. Everybody's shit's all fucked up. Everybody's recording their stuff remotely. All the big pundits are recording their shows remotely. Even even like even like fucking sports people are recording their Late shit night remotely. Late shows are figuring that out now. Yeah, we, we get it. We know what's happening. We're all okay with it. You don't have to do some creepy digital crowd shit. We get it. Yeah, it was super cringy. But then Mark Cerny does what he does best. He goes out there and talks about specs, how shit works, how it's going to work for developers, and what's going to be incredible about this new technology. Yeah. That is not intended for any of us. That's the problem, though. Yep. Is because instead of saying, hey, guys... We're going to be talking about the technical specifications. We're going to be talking about technical specifics about the PS5. We're not going to have any games. We're not going to even show you what it looks like. Right. So keep that in mind. If you choose to tune in, that's cool. It's over here at our blog. Um, that would have been a better starter instead of PS5 unveiled tomorrow or whatever they were posting. Yeah, that's weird. And that makes it sound like, oh... We're going to see what it looks like. We're going to get a price point. We're going to find out some specifics. None of that happens until None E3. None of that happened. Way. Until right around E3. We're not getting any of that until right around right, E3. Right, but because E3 is not happening, and because they weren't going anyway, I don't think it's unfeasible. Just, like, put out a little bit of information? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know like why I said this unfeasible, was something that... but I don't know why it's unreasonable. unreasonable for, like them to put out something it's not unreasonable to expect it either because they're going about this differently than Microsoft and like all other companies they, they weren't going to go to E3 in the first place it's, it's really funny how opposite they're doing shit right now um, you have <sighs> this is not the way to get people excited about it that don't care about the specifics I'll tell you that right. so here's, here's their, yeah here's where they really screwed up so after all this shit happens and it gets pretty cataclysmic as far as like their their press tour and everything like that goes. Yeah. Sony needed to take a look at what what was coming up for them. Like okay, people are starving for PS5 news. Let's get Any ahead news. of Let's get ahead of this GDC video that we're going to release anyway. Yeah. Give them something. Give them like a basic look at the console. Like whatever you you just say that that like, it's not final. Give us a, like an idea of what you want it to look like, right? And then put out like a flashy video. Doesn't have to be any kind of crazy presentation or anything. Like like Microsoft did, just a flashy video, kind of showing what your idea of what it looks like is, and just like some technical specs, right? Yeah. In like a flashy, exciting video, right? Sure. That that quenches that thirst. A few days later, put out the Road to PS Five video, which is what it was called. And then that thirst is already quenched, so pe- people understand this is something smaller, and they'll tune into it knowing what to expect and not that hungry for that kind of news, right? Yeah. I think so far Microsoft has done this the right way. The and the game awards, build up. right? Well, yeah. that's what you need to do for these consoles. Right away at the end, of the end of the game awards, you put out just this unveiling of what the console looks like. It's pretty fucking sick. Right, it's big, thick. flashy, exciting video. Very thick console. <laughs> they put out a, and then the now they've just kind of been like slowly leaking out information about the console, just like a slow drip. Keep that appetite, keep that appetite going, and then you talk about the really big shit, 
E3, right? Yeah, which I assume will be something crazy like, oh, Halo. Or something well, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Like, yeah. like Halo is going to be a launch you know, title. or Your layman will care more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because, like, now, like, E3, E3's press conferences and stuff, even though they're, like, really cool for gamers and stuff, they're also for, like, shareholders and, like, buyers and stuff like that, like, bigger people. Yeah. Pundits. That messaging is going to change mm-hmm. coming into this year's E3 because there's no people there anymore. Yes. Their messaging their messaging is going to change to talk directly to gamers like Nintendo does with their directs. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I hope they succeed at it. I think Microsoft will. I'm not sure if Sony will. No, this feeling a little tone deaf right now in our current situation. It, it's funny how this always goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Sony with their big ass heads don't feel like they have to, to put their cards on the table yet. And then Microsoft is just jogging around them in circles, just dropping stuff. Despite Sony winning the fuck out of the previous generation. Yeah, and a lot of that is not the fault of the people who are currently running Microsoft. No. A lot of it is the fault of people who used to run the Microsoft games division. They are gone. Yeah. Our boy our boy Phil Spencer, doing a great job. Did, did a fantastic job turning this ship around on Microsoft... If the console didn't have such a shitty UI, I would like it so much more. It is fucking bad. I so, don't like it at all. The big tidbit of news information we got during this thing that happened today regarded backwards compatibility. It's depressing. Yeah, so... This is not good for them. No, this, at isn't, all. this is bad press. So, Sony, Microsoft beforehand comes out, and it's like... This is all, starting with the Xbox One, moving forward now, this is all part of the same ecosystem. Your Xbox One X, your, your Xbox One X you had, will still play some games for you. If you go get this new Xbox, this Series X, yeah. you'll be able to play all the new games that are coming out, but everything you had before works. It is the same. You can get your account over, get all your games you had for your Xbox One back. All the backwards compatibility stuff still works like it worked on Xbox One. Nothing changes for you. That's a big deal for people who are already ingrained in this system. Yeah. That day one, they could pick up this box and start right where they left they off. They can at least play their Xbox One games. Right. So while you're in the kind of boring console launch window where there's only a couple games to play, yeah. you have everything you could go back to. Game Pass is there. You can go on and download all those Game Pass games that are still going to be there. You can download them straight to your new console. They're going to look better. They're going to run better. With the new Xbox, Ori and the Will of the Wisps will probably run fantastic, where right now it has a lot of technical issues. That's awesome, right? Yeah. That is a great way to bring yourself into this generation. And then here's Sony, where they're like, we looked at the top 100 PS4 games, and most of those will be available. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean only the top 100? What do you mean most of them? So not even the top 100. Why isn't it fucking all of them? What is the holdup of that? Why? They are once again... That's like bad. Completely changing the ecosystem of the PlayStation 5. So that it's not a seamless transition. They had this same problem with the PS3 to PS4. The way I see it, honestly... The opposite should be happening in my eyes. Where Microsoft should kind of probably just like 
drop it and be like, listen, we've th- the UI for the Xbox One has some major problems. We're going to do our best to make sure every single game is playable for you, but we need to change things, right? The PlayStation 4 UI and stuff like that is actually fine. It's really reasonable to get around in. You kind of can see where everything's at. It's not a big, confusing, blocky mess like the Xbox Ones, right? Sure. Like, every time I boot up my Xbox One, and I've been booting it up a lot more lately, I've been I've been using this console, not as much as my PS4, to be fair, but I've been using it intermittently for, like, the past four years now, and I still can't figure certain things out. There's a lot of things on there that still don't make any sense to me after all this time. I have not had that issue with the PlayStation 4. So moving to the PlayStation 5, you got to think, okay, that's not broken. Let's not fix it. Yeah. You can use the same you can use the same UI architecture. I don't I don't really understand. And beef it. Just beef the fuck out of it. That's all you have to do. There's no reason everything on PS4 shouldn't be able to just go to PS5. The more these consoles Especially get, Especially like, considering that most of it's digital. Right. Download it. Done. Should be. Well, that tells Should me is like they're, that. they're changing everything yet again. That's frustrating to me. In a time where everything should start becoming more centralized... Yeah. Your consoles are getting more and more like PCs. Yeah. And you should be able to just let it work. And they're not. They're not doing Super it. Super unheard of in PC. If I updated my graphics card, I can't all of a sudden not play the games that I played before on it. Right. I can still play... I, I can still pop my CD in for Sam and Max Hit the Road. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it, I can make it work. It'd be insane to think that it wouldn't. Right. If right? I had a floppy drive, I could put my floppy disks in. You could play TIE Fighter. LMAO. <laughs> I have my box. My X-Wing and TIE Fighter boxes, I got them still. That's I could true. play that That's shit if I wanted to. Be I would have to do a little bit of funky stuff. Yeah. PCs are more customizable that way. Yeah. And obviously you're not... Like, I think PlayStation going being able to backward, be backwards compatible all the way back to the PS1 was a pipe dream and was never actually going to happen. I didn't expect it, but I didn't expect it to be like this. Right. Either. This is bad. I expected all the PS4 shit to work. And it's amazingly terrible that it doesn't. So there's a couple things now because of this where they come out and they already look way worse than the Xbox. You have worse outward-facing system specs, even though actually looking at it, the PlayStation will probably be more intuitive and could do better things for developers than the Xbox. Right, but like on the outset, that's not going to matter as much when you don't have any games. Right. When you're looking at just like... When you look at these two consoles side-by-side side and like comparison sheets that, that like IGN and stuff's going to put out, yeah. the Xbox is going to seem like a better option, and they're going to cost around the same. Yep. Right? So, you can look at that, and people who already have had an Xbox, even if they have both, right? People who already have an Xbox One, right? And they look at this comparison, and they're like, okay. I can either, because these consoles are going to launch like within a week of each other, like they always do, right? Yes. You're going to look at the Xbox One, you're going to look at the Xbox Series X and be like, okay, I can buy this box and just play my shit. Just, I, I open it up, I hook it up, Put my account on it. I can start downloading my old games. Start playing my new one. Yeah. Right? Because everybody usually gets around like between one and two games with their console. Yeah. And for most people, I'm guaranteeing you it's going to be Halo. 
Everybody's going to pick up their console. They're going to get their Halo. They're going to start playing that, and they're also going to start downloading all the games that they had on their console before that they still play, and they still work. You're going to pick up your PlayStation 5? Like, oh, cool. I can play the new Madden and, like, Call of Duty. And then, like, probably... Those are already probably bad options going into a new generation. And then so all Madden of the... specifically was yeah. really bad at the early end of the PS4, early end of PS3. Mm-hmm. Like, when that transition happened. It took them a while to adjust. Yeah. And you'll know that, like, all the all the Sony games will probably work. All the in-house stuff will work well, yeah, on the PS5. It's going to be frustrating with something like, oh, cool, I have Resident Evil 4, which I've bought a million times. Nothing will stop me from playing that game. It's my favorite game. You can't play on your oh, PS5. Oh, my PS4 copy doesn't work on PS5? Thanks. Right, backwards compatibility oh, is a big deal. Oh, I gotta buy it again? Man. Thanks. Why? We're spending so many years with these consoles now that we build up larger libraries. Oh, like, yeah. Compared I have more to... PS4 games than I've ever had of any other console just because of fucking PS Plus. Yeah, well, you have, you have PS Plus, right? Losing on top that of shit sucks. On top of having these consoles for seven years. Yeah. Right. Most of us have had it like the entire time. Right. Because we came out of coming in like like an upwards towards an economic boom, and these consoles come out. A ton of people buy them. A ton of people have PS4s. Way more than Xboxes, right? Mm-hmm. And so these people have built up these long, like large, large libraries, and it's. Getting to the point... Like, what's the point of me buying a PS5? Right now, none. Yeah. Like, there, there needs to be more of a reason for There's got to be some crazy killer app coming out. And I don't know what it is. Because you have... It's not rumored or anything. Oh, they have so many big hitters coming out this year on the PS4. With The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima. Those are big deals. Right? Yeah. Huge games. Sucker Punch's new project. They haven't had anything big... Since when the PS4 came out, right? They're not going to be able to pull Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or Spider-Man 2 out of their asshole. Horizon we may be coming. Known, we would have known if it was coming. Not necessarily. They might, have a, they might have a little thing up their sleeve. I wouldn't be surprised if Horizon doesn't come out like on launch day, but in launch window. It's like within the first three months. Well, we'll I wouldn't be surprised. It's been over two years now since Horizon's come out. I don't know enough. <laughs> to get excited about it. At this That's point. the problem. At yeah. this point, I'm not excited about it. That video fucked them over in the long run because mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't get excited about a damn thing. I'll be honest with you right now. I'm kind of excited about the Xbox. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, they're in a there really is a good chance. Position. There is a chance that on launch day, or like coming up towards launch, I turn around and I start with Microsoft. There's a chance, man. Generations flip flop. Like, know? oh man, my library doesn't carry over. You don't need a fucking library. Go get Game Pass. You have a library. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, there's a chance that Sony can unveil something like that to compete, but I don't know. I don't think they do it. I thought they would have done it by now anyway. Yeah, that's why I don't PS4. think. If they're waiting think. for PS5, maybe lead with that info. <laughs> they're doing the same exact fucking Instead thing. Of, it has a lot of it has a lot of flashy numbers. And graphs that we can show you. Thing is, no matter what they do, if they have a similar service, it won't be the same. Because not everything is going to carry over. Yeah. So it will not be the same if you pull up your Xbox One. By the way, Halo, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even have to buy the fucking disc on day one. If you have Game Pass already, you just buy the console, go home, and download Halo. Yeah, if Xbox had more games, 
that were exclusive to Xbox, dude, it's have already been a clear winner. Dude, it's coming. Yeah, like I'm be like I've been a Sony fanboy since the PS3 era, right? When I got my PS3, I fell in love and I was like, okay, Sony makes the superior games, and they still do, in my opinion. And I will stick with them, right? I, I completely ignored the fact of even getting an Xbox One, and the only reason I got one is because I got it for cheap. Depending on what games are out, my focus shifts between the two consoles. Now, it doesn't really matter to me. When you're moving into a new console generation, though, there's a lot of things you have to consider. If you're buying in early, there's a lot of things you have to consider. What can I, what can I fuck around with with this new fancy piece of technology on day one? Yeah. On week one, on month one, on month six. Like, what can I fuck around with? Because usually, launch windows are a little bone dry, right? Yeah, God, I don't even remember what came out for PS4. Um, dude, we had Razzlecon, man. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Is that it a game? It wasn't much. I don't even know what that is. It's Killzone Shadowfall, which is a pretty okay game. Um, there wasn't, there wasn't much on PS4 launch day. I, I was actually kind of, like, pissed. And my my PS4 collected dust for about six months. I'm not saying Xbox One they had anything either, but they had nothing. Like it was pretty terrible too. It's pretty good. It's probably gonna be pretty bad early on. It usually is. There's usually there might be like one or two games that are pretty pretty damn cool for your console launch. But PS4 had a kind of a pathetic first couple years. A lot of people forget about that. Their first yeah. couple years were not good, and neither were Microsoft. So you were kind of in like a weird drought of good games. It's true. But then after that happened, it's been like nonstop since. And like even like the switch has been fucking incredible since. There needs then. to be a reason for people to get it though, right? And, and there isn't right now. And I'm telling you, like, man, we could see a big shift here. So even you somebody like right. somebody like me, who's been in this Sony ecosystem for so fucking long, when I'm looking at the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X, and I'm going, huh, I might want that. There's something going on. I hope Sony turns the ship around. We spent a long time talking about this, but like the, I, they need a game. They need a game. They, they need a game. There's there's not really anything else that would game. convince me. They need more than one game. You know what? You know what Microsoft's well, be cool if they had one. Yeah, you, <laughs> Let's you know start what? They have that Godfall game, which no, I don't really even give a shit about. That's coming to both anyway, right? I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Maybe it's just PS5. Well, who cares? I don't even know what that is. Right. And want like a big Sony title. And the thing is, I don't think we're getting one. And like Microsoft's calling it out Halo. It's a big deal, man. Halo's huge. Yeah. Halo's cool. Even like Halo Five, which I didn't like as much as the other ones. Still thought it was a pretty fucking cool game. The online was fun. The fact that I can pay. And, and it's more. It's easier to make that commitment because yeah. you don't have to buy it. For $60. Pay $15. Yeah. It's, That's it's, why I, I, I could guarantee you a lot more people took a chance on Gears 5 than would have otherwise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Game Pass is amazing. Yeah. It's one of the best ideas that one of these console publishers has had in a long time. It's it's super amazing for gamers. It's one of the one of the best things that they've come up with. They just sat down and like, let's make Netflix for games. Let's go. And then they did it. It's awesome. <sighs> Until Sony comes up and is the Hulu, the Xbox is probably going to beat their ass this next generation. Yeah, unless that's going to be more important than anything else. Yeah, it's changing the fucking game completely. Mm-hmm. I almost if if Sony doesn't like wow me, 
coming up here, dude, I really could see myself getting an Xbox. Yeah. Well, I can't get anything. But I'm a poor person. You might, you might be able to spend your Trump money on it. Trump money coming. I can get a Switch. Fuck that shit. Yeah, actually. <laughs> actually, throw all that. Cheaper? Yeah. If you don't have any of them, any of these consoles, you, you fuck you get a Switch. At the very least, I could buy the Switch and have five games that I haven't played yet. Right away. Yeah, and there's a lot. And I could play them. And a lot of really cool indie games. I haven't played Mario. Game. I haven't played Zelda. Uh, I would love to have Smash instead yeah. of just playing it occasionally. That Smash is so good, too. Um, There's so many good games. I would love to experiment with all those Wii U games that everybody fucking missed. Dude, Doc, I'd say everybody slept on Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. That? That game's great. Um, fucking Pokin. Fucking... Pokin's cool. Uh, Captain Toad. I love that game. The Yoshi games, the Kirby games. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I still think the Switch needs more games too. But see, that's an easy thing for Nintendo to solve, right? Well, if you look at their, that's got a pretty good library for having a console for three years. Yeah, it's got a pretty fucking good library. You got a you got a great Mario Kart game. You got a great Smash game. I'm you worried have about this year. Main Mario all, and Zelda. There hasn't been like anything this year. There's going to be Animal Crossing. And we don't know what else but yet. what else? Well, I think what's fun about that, and like a lot of people have been talking about this. So we had our Nintendo Indie World event just a few days ago. Yeah. Um, apparently there is one more Direct coming this month. It might just be mere days after Animal Crossing dropping, where they do another Direct and start talking about what's next. Well, I hope so. I really think that Nintendo's been holding their cards... Dumping everything into Animal Crossing for this early portion of the year because they know how important it is to people. Well, people are obsessing over it. It's going to be a huge seller. I guarantee. It's going to be a gigantic hit. Holy yeah. shit! It's going to be huge for them. It might, it it might do like close to Mario Kart numbers, dude. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> we'll see. And then, Doom and that. That's two fucking huge games coming out the same ass time. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah, the day this episode airs. Yeah. Well, I guess Doom now is coming out on Thursday. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, you were saying tomorrow earlier, but apparently that was yesterday. LMAO. Yeah, when this episode comes out, that's yesterday. <laughs> Doom Eternal's already out. People got that shit. And then, <sighs> at least me, when this episode airs, I will be playing the loving shit out of Animal Crossing, and I'm very excited. Gonna start on my, my little island. Gonna go, go to my brother's island and dig holes. I really can't wait. It's gonna be a good time. You know it's not a good time, though? I guess it is time. Yeah, we probably should because we're going to talk about this for a while. So we probably should transition to it before this is a four-hour long episode. I think we're going to spend less time on this than you think. I hope so. Because, like, (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going light on the plot stuff. There's not a whole lot to talk about. That's fine. I have less that I've written down than ever before. Probably not. (laughs) But, like, uh... So, and since I started writing things down. I think we're going to talk a lot more about the technical and plot failings of Suicide Squad more than we talk about anything else. So It's time for Suicide Squad. It's time for Suicide Squad. Go ahead and hit me with the tidbits. Because mm. suicide is painless. Mm. It brings on many changes. Uh. Why were there 25 licensed songs in the first half hour of this movie? 
Uh. Why were there? How <laughs> many? I don't know. Did you count like 16? But it was like 16. Jesus. <laughs> I, I was trying to count the licensed songs. Because like, if, if you're not... If you're a normie, and God bless you if you are, because uh, you don't have to care about stupid shit like this, um, there's a difference between the soundtrack for a film and what songs are actually in the film. The soundtrack for Suicide Squad got, you know, that bad 21 Pilots song, that purple Lamborghini song from Skrillex, yep. and uh, it's got that other bad song from Imagine Dragons. That's the second credit song. But, like, so, those are songs made for the movie. And usually not all of them make it into the movie for one of those kind of albums. And, and like, for whatever reason, Suicide Squad decided to, like, have 20 other songs in the movie for various other scenes. Those aren't on the, you know, soundtrack. That's just, like, part of the music in the movie licensed songs it's really strange it's a very strange because usually that's incorporated into the score for a movie or the soundtrack something like guardians of the galaxy for example those songs are picked and chosen to be in the movie and be the movie's soundtrack this probably not probably chosen way after the fact as they were editing it together, and they was just like, we can pay this. Yeah, I didn't think about this. Like, making that comparison between these two. I'm going to definitely make this comparison. Yeah, because it's important, actually. Guardians of the Galaxy like... comes out 2014. Yeah. This comes out 2016, two years after the fact. So, movies in development around 2014. So, that's when you're going to see movies have the influence of Guardians of the Galaxy, which they would, because that was a huge hit. Humongous hit. Great movie. Fantastic Great movie. But, you know, a, a lesson a you know movie company not knowing what the fuck it's doing would take from it is, oh, it had fun, recognizable songs in it. And everybody was like, hell yeah, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. Not recognizing that they really thought about the meaning and purpose of every single song in that movie, and all of them had... A in canon reason for being there. Yeah. Because they're on Peter Quill's fucking Walkman. That was cool. That soundtrack was really cool. Suicide Squad has the soundtrack of Hey Dad, you want to listen to the classic rock radio for an hour? Let's just write down every song we hear <laughs> and put it in the movie. <laughs> like, I don't understand. It's so much. It didn't make any sense. It's doesn't, so much. Doesn't seem very deliberate. Seems really haphazard. The way they picked him was just like, haha, get that, get it, get it, and then you just put it in there. Nothing representative of an era the character came from. Nothing like. No, it's rep it's representative of very obvious jokes. Right. Like so obvious that it hurts my brain. Oh yeah, same. But enough about that. Let's actually talk about the movie itself. Yeah, hit me with it. <laughs> I'm very enthusiastic. Film, the third in the DC EU Suicide Squad. I always forget about Man of Steel being the first in yeah, the universe. It is. Don't can't, don't can't I don't forget. I don't understand why. Never forget. I was like, wait, isn't this the second one? Like, no, Man of Steel happened, and that movie sucks. Yeah, it's the second one for us. So this is you know, 
This is not a Batman film. This is our Batman retrospective, but it's not a Batman film. But I counted it, and I wish I didn't, but I counted it <laughs> because I was counting spinoff characters related to Batman. And this movie, at least in theory, <laughs> features prominently Deadshot, who is a Batman villain, Joker, who is a Batman villain, and Harley Quinn, who is a Batman villain. And Batman. And Batman himself, also Killer Croc. These are all Batman-related characters. So when your top three, I want to say... Build actors, Will Smith, Margot Robbie, and your boy Jared Leto are uh, your main characters, your three top build actors. Those are those are Batman characters. So while Suicide Squad and the origins of that in DC Comics have less to do with Batman than anything, uh, I feel like it was significant enough to include it here. And we would probably include the sequel... In the future as well. It yeah. It comes out next year. The Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I'm down to do that. Uh, well, it's still going to have Margot Robbie at least, so. I'm glad they're keeping her around. Yeah. Well, one of the only good parts of this movie. She's, like you were talking about before, she is like basically perfect for Harley Quinn. Yeah. Glad she's doing it. Glad she's still excited about doing it. Yeah, me too. Because she does a great job. They certainly gave her a better character in Birds of Prey, though. She's awesome in Birds of Prey. Yeah, but I'm saying they gave her a better character. I might as well just talk about this now. I'll scroll down. So, like, yeah. She made she made a breakout role in Wolf of Wall Street. Right. right? That's a great movie, but her role in that movie is basically a sex symbol. Like, it's the, it's the whole idea of why... The, the character is attracted to her in the first place. Right. It's empty, nothing, just like a wooga, I see a hot girl, and it ruins his first marriage. Right. <laughs> like, it, it's, um, but that's kind of just like how they treat her in this movie, too, and how they treat her in the trailers. Like, her putting on her outfit, and you see her, like, in the bra and panties, was in every single trailer. Yep. Uh, because, of course, it was. So, I really appreciate that, like, while she is still the same exact character, and she's not, you know, unsexy or anything in Birds of Prey. Although some people tried to say that that was the case. Oh no, she eats cheese whiz. That means she's not sexy. Shut the fuck up. Um, I'm glad that, like, she's more than just eye candy in that movie. She's very she human. She has a more human character. It feels more well-rounded than this movie, where, like, all she does is say funny thing and, like, be hot. And then, like, hit things with the bat. But I still think Margot Robbie does a good job as embodying with, this character. Right, with what she's been given, I think she did did just fine. Yes. So, this was announced way back in 2009, which I, was I remember. the year after The Dark Knight. And this was kind of a weird period where DC was like, holy shit, we just made a billion dollars, fam! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Whoa, it's time to fucking celebrate, dude. Let's let's roll through them back issues and see what fucking franchises we can exploit, Holmes. <laughs> like, Green Lantern, I don't care. Fucking pour me another. <laughs> and they were just like trying to like make like whatever. They were throwing everything at the wall. Jonah Hex. <laughs> I forgot. Oh my God. 
Jonah Hex. It was. It wasn't good. Holy shit. <laughs> That's why you forgot. Um. So they. But then they like. They kind of just put everything on the back burner. And this. I think this is still the case today because I was looking at the the Wikipedia page for the DC EU and all the future films list of films that they have announced that will happen or that they're planning on at some point. And there is like thirty movies. Yep. It is way too many. And, like, they're not going to make, like, half of those. Probably not, Like, no. when they announce, ooh, spinoff of the fish creatures from Aquaman, I'm like, that's not going to come out. Are you high? Who the fuck cares about that? Spinoff about the Amazons from Wonder Woman. Just Amazons. Nobody's going to no. watch it. What are you talking about? You fucking idiot. Nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> like, and we'll get back to this, too, because there's a lot of... After the success of Suicide Squad, because it was a success, um, at least monetarily, <laughs> um, yeah, they planned a lot of things, and I'm gonna go ahead and say that like maybe one of them will happen, and that's about it. Uh, so, and they're even rebooting it. So, uh, yeah, well, that was definitely happening, but like, yeah, which is it's exciting. Yeah. So, in the comics, the Suicide Squad began in the late '80s as a retooling of a concept from the late 50s during the Silver Age of comics. They were very different back then. Yeah. Um, I don't even think they were fucking villains. Uh, so, the original series was created by John Ostrander, and the concept has largely remained the same. Villains forced to do good guy shit by bad government. Make them do it, or else they die. Suicide right. Squad. Yeah. Super easy to understand concept. Um... The only, like, characters that are in this movie that were there in that original roster are Deadshot and Captain Boomerang. Deadshot's been a mainstay, like, the whole time. Captain Boomerang mostly, too. Yeah, Deadshot um, makes a lot of sense being as part of this thing. He's a mercenary, yeah. gets caught, kind of makes sense of the army feel. For sure. Yeah, I get it. Like, And Deadshot then Harley Quinn sense. starts to be a mainstay member uh, in 2011. When DC reboots the universe with the new 52. She's yeah. there in that Suicide Squad, and that kind of serves as a bit of a inspiration for this one. Because yeah, it was kind of like the current run of it is what I assume they looked at yeah. when they started to make this. Uh, so David Ayer is our writer and director here. Let's talk about him a little bit. Yep. So he got his start as a, as a writer. He wrote Training Day. Good movie. And the original Fast and Furious. Not a good movie. <laughs> it's not, but it's 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 okay. It's funny. <laughs> there's some there's some funny shit in that movie, but that's like the worst Fast and Furious film. Two might be worse. So since yeah, two might be worse. So so since then he has become a writer and director, usually pulling double duty on his films. Uh, in the twenty tens alone, he directed End of Watch, Sabotage, Fury, Suicide Squad, and Bright. And he wrote all of those except Bright, which was written by, you know, canceled hack Max Landis. Uh, yeah, very much a hack. That movie sucked. Holy shit. Did you watch it? No, I Have refuse. you seen Bright? Dude, it's terrible. I've watched a Lindsay Ellis video on it, and that's as far as I'm going to go. That's all, that's all you need, dude. I, I, decided, I decided to watch that movie, like, right before that video from her came out. And, like, I just, like, was bored one night with my girlfriend, and we watched it, and we hated it. We what both if hated it. Black people were actually like trolls. 
What the fuck? But I don't understand. That movie sucks ass. I want... I, fuck, it, fuck you, Max Landis. Can you, like, bury yourself or something? Oh, Jesus Oh, we Christ. buried him. It's all right. He's gone. Oh, thank God. Hopefully. Fuck. Um, so... This kind of makes me feel that, you know, David Ayer kind of likes to accept a big workload. And maybe, uh, you know, that, that kind of maybe affected Suicide Squad, in my opinion. So he's hired to helm Suicide Squad in 2014. Yeah. And the release date is set for 2016, August. No, don't move it. It's set. Like, this kind of ends up being DC's initial downfall with their extended universe. Because, like, you know, you can't delay these movies. So you gotta fucking... They gotta come out when they come out. And however they are is how they are. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Ayer only had six weeks to write the script. Holy shit. Uh, so that's not enough time to do that. At all. No. This combined with all the other projects he was working on, uh, I think that means Suicide Squad was rushed. Absolutely. And I mean just just saying that outwardly, six weeks to write a script, you're fucked. Yeah. Right there. Out the gate, you're fucked. What six this? weeks a month and a half to write an entire movie script, refine it, try to get it to a good spot. For some people that takes over a year, man. And you're trying to cast these new versions of characters or in some cases the first of ever version. Mm-hmm. I don't characters. know how much help he had. He didn't have like a panel or anything, right? Doing this with no writer's David room, Ayer. it was just him, right? This David Ayer. Right. So like you can't even pull that off in that much time. I remember uh good old in- internet guy now internet guy, also movie writer, Gary Witta, um yeah. who helped write Rogue One. Uh, there was they had a giant writers room for that. Oh, I'm sure there was a lot of other people telling him what to do. On was, Warner Brothers. Yeah, but like it's not the same as like actually having a room of creative people together to yeah. talk about how you put something like this together. Well, this wasn't necessarily like a big Batman movie either. It was a uh, more niche. It's a big project still. It is, but a lot I, of people tied to they, it. They, they, this was their second movie of the year. Their big priority that year was Batman v Superman, assuredly. Yeah. So. Let's talk about this cast, because, boy, is it a big one. I think this is one of the biggest casts I've ever seen for a movie that we've watched on here. As far as characters that, like, matter, and you want to mention, um, although I guess nobody matters in this movie, because the movie sucks and doesn't matter. Yeah. But, hey. Yeah, it really sucks. We got Will Smith as Deadshot. Uh... I liked Will Smith in Undoubtedly this movie. the best character in this film. Undoubtedly. Uh, Only Will character Smith was is here to play Will Smith, and that's fine. Only character in the film with real nuance to him. The only one that, like... I is... feel like he's the only one who I had a full understanding of what he was about. Yeah, and, like, the only character that was set up enough for you to give a shit, too. Yeah, that, too. Like, Even I actually, he... like, I, I felt bad for him, at the very least. Yeah, right off um, the bat. Like, all the other characters, I don't have enough of a... Well, like picture of the only the, one of the only good things the Suicide Squad does is they set you up with Deadshot. They show you they show you him doing like assassinating somebody and it's shitty. And then right after they show you that he has a daughter that he really cares about and that like he wants to just live with his daughter and enjoy his life and he can't do it because he's a bad man. And yeah. like it hits you with it, it hits it effectively, and you know what's happening with that. And I think a lot of that's Will Smith. He plays it well. He plays it super well. Um, Does a great job. So he chose this role over another role. And that role was reprising his role from Independence Day in the sequel to Independence Day 
Independence Day Resurgence. I think he chose correctly. I think he did too, which is kind of fucked up to say because he chose Suicide Squad. You chose you chose it between a steaming pile of shit and a steaming pile of shit. So his like his rationale was quote nothing about the qualities of the movie, but the choice of trying to go forward versus clinging and clawing backwards. There you go. And I kind of agree with I, that mentality. I agree with it too. That's that cool. That Independence Day sequel is super unnecessary and nobody asked for it. Man. Um, you don't have to make a sequel to every movie. You don't have to make a reboot of every movie. At least Suicide Squad is a different thing. Right. Um, man, I, man, it ended up shitty, but you know. Man, you gotta appreciate Will Smith. Yeah. What a good guy. Uh, I don't know if you, you see it a lot. He, he does a lot of social media shit now with his family and stuff, and it's cool. Yeah, sure. He's, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Appreciate him. He did sure, uh, you know... Cling, clinged and clawed backwards with that Aladdin movie, though. Well, I mean, it was an opportunity for... I think he's talking about personally. <laughs> no, I know, Justin. I'm just... Ta- I just want to dunk on Aladdin, Hey, man. Okay? I don't blame him. Aladdin remake. I don't blame him. You get the opportunity to be the genie. Like, that's kind of cool. You know the movie's <laughs> I shit. Suppose, yeah. The movie's shit, but, like, yeah. at least that's kind of cool. I, like, can, I can respect him for not being an Independence Day 2 and not, you know... I don't think there's a Men in Black 4 coming out anytime soon. Right. So He wasn't you know. even in the last one, I don't think, right? Oh, what? The fucking International? Yeah. Hell no. Right. So. <laughs> I don't even know if he's in there as a cameo. I don't but think I'm so. I'm not going to fucking watch that movie to find out. So. Hell no. Unless we have to do it for the wheel. Oh, but, it, may, uh, it might go on there someday. Uh, I'd watch the first three Men in Black and have a good time. I don't know about that. I don't know about that other one. Probably I've heard that's not. really bad. Yep. Anyway, uh, we already talked about Margot Robbie. Um... Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. Uh, the studio also considered Octavia Spencer and Oprah Winfrey. Uh, they 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 knew what they wanted. They just didn't know which uh, person they wanted, I guess. But Viola Davis, I, I think she's fine. She's okay. Um, I I just I feel like she is mostly failed by the script here. Uh, yeah, because so, she was fascinated with the character and her relentless, evil, manipulative nature. Uh, but it doesn't really pan out in the movie well. She doesn't really look brilliant. She doesn't really come across as cerebral and all-knowing as this character should. She just it seems... kind of has that Lex Luthor syndrome. It's not nearly as bad. No. But, like, she deserves a better script, and maybe she'll get one, because she's coming back for The Suicide Squad. That's cool. Uh, as is uh, a couple other people. Margot Robbie is... Um, so is Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. That's interesting. Uh, so he he's uh this actor's basically a recurring character on the Gun and Jump show now. Yep. Because uh, here he is as Captain Boomerang, but he was also Kyle Reese in Terminator Genesis. Yep. And uh, Die Hard Junior in A Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah. He's been um, around the block with he us. He seems to have a knack for uh, appearing in the worst fucking pieces of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know, like... I don't, I don't understand. Like, all three Me of either, those... Man. That's a fucking... That's a turkey of garbage. Like, I, that's, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Oh, you man. bowled three strikes in a row, and then you died. I don't understand how you did it. <laughs> it's... Which of those movies is the worst? You jumped off a diving board going for the pool, and you fell into a pile of garbage instead. Three times in a row. Perfect. Ten out of ten. <laughs> what luck. I, I guess I would... Out of these three movies, what's the worst? Mm. I don't. I will say none of them are his fault. Not a single one. He's 
okay in all of them. Probably a good day to die hard. The worst of the three? Maybe. I might I might hate Genesis more. I might. You know what? You know what? Oh, I might. They're all really bad. That's the thing, though. This is gonna be really fun when we do. It's his brand. We do our <laughs> when we do our big blowout episode. No, it's gonna be hard, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. That might turn into a two parter. How long that's gonna fucking take? Maybe we should. Rank fifty, like, rank fifty. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I feel like we're not gonna do anything else in that episode, so maybe we'll be. No, there'll be nothing else. Yeah. There's no way. That's good. That that whole thing might take like five hours. If we watch total. a movie, it'll be like a one off, and then we'll put it in first. Uh. I didn't think we'll do that. We'll figure that out as we go. That's not what we're talking about now. <laughs> Alright. I'm just doing anything to not talk about Suicide what Squad. What do you think about Captain Boomerang? I don't like him. Yeah, me either. Alright, next. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Jay Hernandez as El Diablo. Uh, so he's best known for his roles in Friday Night Lights and Hostel. Yep. And is currently playing Thomas Magnum in Magnum P.I. reboot. Uh, oh, I forgot about that's that. That's weird, man. Why? <laughs> I forgot that even happened. Holy shit. That crossed over with the Hawaii Five O reboot. Now I feel about him? Isn't that funny? Yeah, I feel about him in this movie? How do you feel about him in this movie? I don't like him. Next. <laughs> I liked him more than Captain Boomerang. They He at least had the illusion of an arc. But they just info-dumped you at the end of the movie. Like if they spite if they peppered it out throughout the movie, it would have been a little better, right? Because he has that whole thing where like he killed his whole family because he has the fire powers and he freaked out mm-hmm. and like oh no, I killed my whole family. And then he has the intense guilt and doesn't want to kill people, doesn't want to use his powers actively. He's different from the other Suicide Squad members who basically are all murderers and okay with it, right? He's uh, not. Except maybe for Will Smith, but I mean, Will Smith still doesn't have qualms no, about it. He doesn't have qualms <laughs> about murdering still. He wants to change for his daughter, maybe. Yeah. But, like, other than that, he'll still kill a motherfucker. <laughs> right. But, like, this guy just doesn't want to. And, you know, in a real movie, <laughs> they would have built that up. And then him turning into that fucking thing at the end of the movie would have been a big moment. But, like, you know, not really not really how they presented it. Because it's not, it's not, it just doesn't work. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. You don't have uh, enough time to... Like, get a sense of who he is or care about him or anything. It's kind of just a waste. Uh, yeah. Next we got, I'm gonna fuck this name up. I'm gonna fuck this name up. Apologies. Adewale Akinue Agbaje. Huh. Triple A. <laughs> As Killer Croc. Uh, most famous for roles in Oz and Lost. What do you think about Killer Croc in this movie? I don't like him. Next. <laughs> Killer Croc's got to be super hard to pull off. Killer Croc for needs... Real. Killer Croc in live needs, action. Killer Croc needs to be in a Batman story. Next. <sighs> that does help. That does help. And and then only... And, and even, like, if they put him in a Batman movie, he shouldn't be the main villain. Right. Uh, granted, he's not, like, a main villain here. He has to be, like, muscle to another character. I feel like that works really well for him. Yeah. Um, I don't like him. Joel Kinnaman as Colonel Rick Flagg. So this is interesting. Tom Hardy was originally cast in this role. Cast, hired, gonna do it. Uh, and then he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts with The Revenant. 
which uh, that is Ooh. like the best decision of his entire career. Right. Holy shit. <laughs> because like. I think he won an Oscar for that. He's amazing he in that won, movie. He, did he win supporting actor? For yes, Revenant? I'm pretty sure. If he didn't, he, he probably was at least good at it. He got nominated. I know that. He got nominated good. for sure. So, Tom Hardy, we didn't even see him that long ago as Bane. And, like, it's weird. It's super weird to me that, like, you know, there was this whole fucking slew of movies that weren't in a fucking cinematic universe. That were comic book movies, and now everything is in a connected universe, and we're gonna have actors <coughs> that were in the movies that weren't connected showing up in these new universes as other characters. Yeah. Like, it's gonna eventually happen anyway. That's fine. Like we're getting Christian Bale in Thor four. Tom Hardy's gonna be one of these eventually. Oh, absolutely, I guarantee you. You'll be something. Um, it's just super weird. Like I feel like it would have been too soon to see Tom Hardy in a DC thing again. I'd be okay with it. I don't know if I would have liked him as this character necessarily. It depends. Like I don't know the way it plays out. Probably this not. This is one of the more boring characters in the movie for me. He's just like military guy. I don't He's know. He's military guy. I get it. Um, I, Almost all of these characters are boring. That's one of the big problems yeah, with this movie. Yeah. Is like they're all fucking boring. So after Tom Hardy dropped out, David Ayer asked his friend Jake Gyllenhaal, who he worked with on End of Watch, and Jake Gyllenhaal said. No. <laughs> Again, probably the best decision of his career. <laughs> I think Jill Hall would have been fine, but I I don't see him doing this well either. Like here's the thing. Then they looked at Joel Edgerton and John Bernthal, and that's who they should have killed. Oh, yeah. Holy John shit. John Bernthal, who Ayer worked with on Fury, which is probably the best David Ayer movie. Fury yeah. is pretty solid. Um great performances from John Bernthal, Brad Pitt. And Shia LaBeouf in that in Fury, John Bernthal would have been great. He could have gave him a more sarcastic edge, and he could have been more outright mean to everybody than Kinnaman is. Yeah. Um, like you know, got to give this movie some, no, I'm saying energy. <laughs> let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. No, that's what it is. I'm sorry. Not hey, no, de- I'm saying. Hey, hey, dead shot. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Tell you what, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, dead shot. <laughs> Better not cut and run. <laughs> yeah, his I'll tell fucking, you what. His fucking shitty demeanor and accent would have been perfect for this hardcore military man. Right. I would have dug it. I would have dug it. But he said no. <laughs> and we just kept going down the line, and we got fucking Joel Kinnaman. So here we are. David Ayer's just David Ayer's just sitting there with the list. He's got. Do him I got no friends left? What the Dude, fuck? he's got them ranked. <laughs> On what order he wants to ask these I guys? I know if it went down that way. I know that when it got to, he's sitting there sipping his coffee, making phone calls. Yeah, he's like, oh no, 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 he's crossing out bottom of the list. <laughs> Joel Kinnaman, that's rude. Kinnaman's not even bad. No, he's fine. Um, he's, he's usually his roles in The Killing and right. House of Cards, and he was in the RoboCop remake. You know. A, 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 a slew of bad luck, maybe. But um, I actually liked his role. His role in House of Cards isn't bad. No, it's not bad. I never saw The Killing. I think you said that I was. Yeah, The show. Killing is uh, the first season's great. Okay. And he's good in it. All right. Um, it's it's the, starting with season two. It starts kind of dipping down a lot. First season, The Killing, The, the Killing, though, great. It's okay. Great TV. So this character is gonna be back in the Suicide Squad, which is strange to me. 
Uh, especially because the next character is not, and they're romantically involved. Uh, Kara Delavigne, or however you say her fucking name, mm-hmm. as June Moon slash Enchantress. So uh, she's a model, an actress, and has appeared in such great films as... Hit me. That's right, Valyrian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, remember that movie? Yeah. No, no, you don't. No one remembers. No, that I movie. do. No, you oh, don't. I do. No one remembers that movie. I don't. You fucking lie to me. I do. I remember seeing the trailer to that movie. And I was like, oh god, oh fuck. Yeah, but you don't remember seeing it because no one's seen no, it. No, fuck no, I didn't see that shit. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Not a, not a soul has seen that film. Listen, I voluntarily watched some really bad fucking movies. Not in a goddamn million years could you make me watch that shit. Right. She was uh, so she was the DJ for the pop music station in GTA Five, which is weird. I would have never guessed. Oh, okay. I didn't would have never that. guessed. Okay. Um. She's openly bisexual. She briefly dated Saint Vincent. Oh, that's, huh. that's interesting. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think she's a good actress at all. She's clearly just got a job because she's model lady, and that's fine. She got a freaky look, and that's cool. That's cool. Good for her. She owns her freaky look. I like it, but there's nothing else going on here. (laughs) I hate the way she portrays Enchantress. Enchantress is kind of ruined by the movie itself and by excessive CGI. There's a bit of a controversy I was looking at earlier which uh, they CGI'd the fuck out of her to the point where they might have made her skinnier. And it's not like she's fat. She is a model. Right. She's pretty fucking fit. (laughs) And I think they still trimmed her down because uh, movie studios are awful. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think she's just killed by the movie itself. And the plot of the movie being so haphazard. And her being the main villain doesn't work. Uh, You don't ever get a sense of the duality of this character. The Jekyll and Hyde nature of it. You don't ever get a sense of uh, this character being a realistic threat. Because they blow it up to such ridiculous proportions. That like, oh, so they're going to beat this threat. Right. But it like, there's such a thing as the threat being too big. Because it instantly goes up to like, she will kill everyone ever. Like, well, yeah, in the first half hour. Right. So, instantly, it's like, who cares? To me. If the threat was more of a build-up to that point, that would have been a little better. But instead, she's, like, invincible and creates other invincible things. And then she has a, a brother who is also invincible and beats their asses. Like, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. It's way too much, and it's annoying to look at. And I hate that they made this weird decision to have her speak in a made-up language. <laughs> it felt like the scenes where everyone was talking in Elvish and The Hobbit for, like, extended amounts of time. Yeah, it's really Like, you weird. know, yeah, I was cute in Lord of the Rings. I get it. But, like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Her, her brother is Incubus, played by Elaine Chenoine. Uh, the other lame villain. But hey, that music slaps, though. Ooh. Gotta listen to some Incubus. Ooh, take me back to 2003, man. Ooh. Wait, did he really... I, I didn't realize it. Did it really hit, hit the nail on the head that hard? What do you mean? 
Or are you just talking about? You're just playing on the name. No, I'm just being a dick. Oh, okay. I'll they didn't say... name him Incubus after the band Incubus. They oh, named him Incubus God. after Incubus. Okay. Like a demon. Right. I'm about to say no. You no, fucking dick. No, I thought you said for a second that like they played Incubus. No, that would have been hysterical. I, I wouldn't put it past them with the music like, choices of this movie. Listen, by the <laughs> he time he appears on screen, and you're like, it didn't take long. Not in me. <laughs> right. It didn't take long. By the time that character gets introduced, my eyes are already in the back of my head. No, you know what they should have did? They should have did. Uh, they should have played Incubus for El Diablo, and it would have went, you know, pot in me while I burst into flames. <laughs> and then he blows up his family. And like, get it? He burst into flames. Oh, that's clever, man. That took him two seconds to come up with. Ooh, it literally took you two seconds I'm to impressed. come up with. I'm impressed. Suicide Squad soundtrack. <laughs> All right, who else? Who else is shitty in this movie? Everyone. Uh, yeah. Ike Barinholtz is Captain Griggs, the shitty guard whose plot is abandoned and left unresolved halfway through the film. <laughs> he was a cast member of Mad TV and the Mindy Project. Um, a quick shout out to a video that is excellent uh, from Folding Ideas. Uh, I think it's the art of editing in Suicide Squad, yeah. um, or lack thereof, I guess. It's an ironic title. <laughs> um, Folding Ideas is a great YouTube channel that goes real in-depth into film criticism. Uh, smarter than me. But his video on Suicide Squad is really good and points out why this movie is an editing disaster and his uh, dissection of this character and why he's in the movie and, like, why is his plot threads left unresolved is really interesting to me. Yeah, it is something I noticed, too. They focus too. on him a shitload early on. Yeah. And then he is just gone from the film entirely. It's so weird. And that happens to a lot of stuff in this movie. There's a lot of problems. Uh, another one that he points out, we got Adam Beach as Slipknot here, who is killed without really setting him up properly, and it ruins the moment. Like, you instantly know that he's going to be expendable, because they introduce him 40 minutes in. And all the other Suicide Squad members got a big extended musical intro, right? All of them. Except yeah. Slipknot, he just right. shows up and punches a lady so you know he's a dick. And that way, uh, it's, it's okay to kill him later. Right, would I, I guess. Much better setup to wait to kill if him. If they would have gave him as much of a setup as everything else, uh, it would have been a little more surprising that he dies. But no. Can't do that. That's how you would do it in a movie. Uh, and this isn't one of those. <laughs> Barely. We got Karen... Fukuhara as Katana. She also plays the female. God, the there's boys. so many fucking characters uh, in this movie. I know, right? Oh. This is half of my notes is the cast. This is hell. I uh, feel like I'm in hell right now. What a nothing character. She also comes into the movie apropos of nothing 40 minutes in as yeah. Flag's bodyguard. And Flag is the bodyguard of the squad. He's the leader of the squad. <laughs> He's the leader of the bunch. You know him well. Oh, God. He's finally back to kick some tail. <laughs> All right, fuck this. You just DK uh, wrapped on me, you motherfucker. Yeah, dude. We got David Harbour from Stranger Things and the bad Hellboy movie as some government fuck of some sort. Who cares? We got... Uh, we got I forgot he was... I forgot he was in this movie until me he showed up. Too. And says the, the fucking, like, what if Superman... Decided to cuck the president in the mouth line, but like that was in all the trailers. Every single trailer mm. I was tired of hearing that line. And ben, then, yeah, 
Yeah, right, like, right at the fucking, like, literally, we go to buy the movie, right? Because mm-hmm. we rented it online, right? So we immediately, we go to rent this movie, a trailer automatically plays that line, first thing. What and it reminded me. Superman. <laughs> it reminded me of how terrible the trailers were, how much the movie did not look interesting to me, and how much I was tired of hearing that fucking line. What if Superman could just give the president a handjob without all of us knowing about it? What if? Ugh. <laughs> I hate it. All right, some cameos briefly here. We got Ben Affleck in this movie as Batman. Like three separate scenes. He's in it for a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of instances where I feel like they filmed someone else, too, because they don't show Ben Affleck's face. Right. <laughs> show, like, half of it. And Ezra Miller as The Flash. By the way, his scene filmed by Zack Snyder on the set of Justice League before that movie went through a troubled production as well. Um, they're reprising their roles from BVS, setting up their roles in Justice League, which we'll get to in a couple weeks. We got Jim Parek from True Blood appearing briefly as the Joker's cohort, Johnny Frost. And I didn't even know he was playing that character until I looked it up. Because they don't say it. Johnny Frost is a character, like the main character, from the Brian Azzarello, Lee Bermijo graphic novel Joker, which is really yeah. fucking good. It is. Um, I'm kind of surprised that he's in this movie. He's not mentioned by name at all. Because he's, no. Yes. And then the other Joker cohort that's in this briefly is played by Common. Uh, what a waste of a scene and my time. And speaking of which, I saved the worst role for last. Jared Leto himself as the haha man. This is the haha he haha man. By far, mm-hmm. the worst Joker we've ever seen. I think it's the worst Joker we will ever get. Right. It's that bad. And, <laughs> like Jared Leto's already a shit human, and I don't like him. Right. <laughs> and then he does this, and I hate him even more. Oh, please stop God. making music for thirty seconds to Mars. Please stop running your cult. Why are you in another superhero movie? Look, man, are you expecting him to say he's sorry? No. Because he already told us. I'm not saying no. I'm up. sorry! <laughs> I used to like that album. Anyway, here's a fucking weird one. WB wanted Ryan Gosling for this role first. What? That was their first choice. I can't see it. I can't see it in my head. I refuse to see it in my head. I love the goose. I love the real human being. <laughs> Mr. Drive Man. Mr. Robot. He's so like... I know all his movies, he's like so soft. I can't see him as the Joker. He's like, he's like literally... I can't see him as this Joker at all. I can't see him as any Joker. He's like literally like soft boy man. No, he has subtle acting. Yeah. That's what he's good at. The movie where he's, like, the biggest piece of shit is uh, The Nice Guys. And even then, he's not super over the top. It's he's subtle. Sec- it's subdued. He's secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Russell Crowe's a little crazier in that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I love Russell Crowe in that movie, that actually. fucking so underrated. So good. It's so good. <laughs> I can't see it. And he said no anyway. So, right. Like, yeah. Good. I, he couldn't see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so filling the shoes of Heath Ledger would be a tall order for any actor. The idea is you don't. But here's Jared Leto. Gonna try anyway. The idea is you don't fill those shoes. You just go somewhere else. Well, 
I mean, they sort of tried to. But I then feel at the like same eventually time, we do. got somebody who could. Oh yeah, no, like yeah. Moving down the line, the Walking Phoenix Joker is something it took entirely literally different. ten years to get to that point, though. Yeah, where it was like okay, because yeah. this point, like, I'm just gonna pretend this didn't happen, right? But anyway, let's talk about it. <laughs> um, Leto threw himself into the role, refusing to break character during filming. Quote. I took a pretty deep dive, but this was a unique opportunity, and I couldn't imagine doing it another way. It was fun playing these psychological games, but at the same time, it was very painful. Uh, Leto's commitment to staying in character was so deep that it caused Will Smith to say that he never really met Jared Leto. (laughs) Um... Uh, Leto did all sorts of strange research of seemingly unrelated subjects to his character, uh, like listening to 1920s gospel music and reading literature on shamanism. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's why he did the knives thing. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I know. There's just knives because he's the Joker and he goes, ah, he, he, hoo. I don't get it. Knives and stuff, bro. Uh, so, if you want somebody to blame for the tattoos, you gotta blame David Ayer. David Ayer decided to add tattoos to the character in order to make him look like a more modern gangster. And when the character was unveiled online with all these tattoos on him, uh, the internet blew up with mockery and a uh, fair, fair amount of memes. And it was deserved. It was, it was deserved. Terrible. It was fantastic. What a great couple weeks that was that was so funny uh the internet came together (laughs) with the sole intent to fucking make fun of this image of the joker with his hands on his head everyone making fun of that damaged tattoo on his forehead um like god everyone was dragging this jared leto joker before the movie even came out before we saw footage of it and it didn't get much better when we didn't have footage Dude, of if you it. just needed to set up for a modern American gangbanger joker, right? Uh-huh. All you have to do is just like have him, have him dress like in normal clothing and then like walk into a store and buy a black and mild. <laughs> <laughs> this one looks like he fucking is going to buy some four loco. I, I'm not really interested in what this He ain't going to the store to buy down. shit. If he goes in there, he'll shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. I, I I think they thought he looked intimidating, but I thought he looked like a tryhard. He looked like an idiot. Yeah. The fucking, like, I understand, like, what like what they were almost trying to go for, but it makes literally no sense. It's all turned up to 11 for no fucking reason. There's too many tattoos on his face, but, like, face tattoos are fine. Tattoos are fine in general. You have to make it look good. It's just obnoxious, because, like, I get it, you're the Joker. You don't need a bunch of Joker stuff on you. Right, that's the problem. Like, haha, I got a smile on my mouth, and on my chest, and on my head, and on my ass, and on my cock. Like, you don't need that many smiles. I get you, you're the Joker. You You already have a smile that's your defining characteristic as the haha man. I I don't understand. You don't need a a cock smile. You just need a face smile. You don't need a hand smile. You don't need to go. <laughs> that was the hands. worst. I hate that he does that. It's so stupid. Just a tattoo of a mouth on his hand so he can cover his mouth with his hand and go, ha ha. 
as if that was his mouth, but like, Jared, we know that's not your mouth, that's your hand, Jared. Like, fucking stop it, please. <laughs> so, whew, we got through the cast, Justin. So filming took place in 2015, Uh huh. but after Batman v Superman faced criticism for being too dark and fucking edgy, oh my god, <laughs> they decided... That reshoots had to happen, and they commenced in 2016. Uh, the movie is uh, set to come out in August. They make this decision, and you know, after Batman v Superman comes out in late March, so um, not a lot of time to make these changes that are pretty drastic to the film. Yeah, um, changing it from a darker and edgier film to a more light-hearted romp. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they don't even really accomplish that. No, there's only so much you can do. They already filmed the fucking thing, but then they filmed it again. <laughs> like, not not the whole thing, I'm just saying. The reshoots cost around $22 million. Holy shit. And that is more than double of what typical reshoots cost, because about, about every movie goes through reshoots. Big movie like this, at least. <sighs> And the film wasn't completed until June of 2016. Holy shit. David Ayer popped up on that Twitter there, and he said, quote, there is nothing like it out there. <laughs> and also, quote, it is a beast. And, you know, well, he isn't technically wrong, but... Not, neither of these things are positive. Right, it's here. a different kind of beast. It is a beast, <laughs> but not one you want in your house. One that you would shoot if it came on your property. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Fucking Christ. <sighs> Test screenings of two different cuts of the film were shown to gauge audience reactions, and eventually a mishmash of these two cuts was compiled, and that's what we get in theaters, basically. The first cut being Ayers, the second being edited by a trailer house, specifically the trailer house who edited the trailer with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in it that we got. Uh, the trailer cut scenes that are in the film stand out like a sore thumb, especially during the multiple music montages that dominate the first half of this movie. So obnoxious. And uh, possibly due to edgy material being cut, much of Jared Leto's performance uh, is not in the film. Uh, and this angered Leto, who was further angered when DC started making a standalone Joker film without him. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Uh, Leto is likely out as the Joker for good, but it isn't 100% official yet. And, you know... Um, why would you? As as that? Bruce Wayne said in the last film we watched, if we even have a one percent chance, <laughs> we have to take it as an absolute certainty and take him out. <laughs> like, Hi, I we agree. can't risk this happening again. Well, he's gonna he's turning into haha vampire man now, so we can. He's just, not like, so haha in that movie. He's more like, like oh, oh no, a vampire man. Oh no. And then that's going to also be the audience reaction to Morbius. Oh, no. Just put him in a hole. <laughs> put, him in a, put him in a hole and throw away the hole. 
That's a that's a line from this. That movie. is a terrible line, that's by the pretty, way. Pretty bad line. Let's talk about the plot. Plot. This is going to be a plot? quick one. There's not much of one. No. So this movie We've kicks, danced around it. Movie kicks off really bad shot. Establishes shot over a prison. Has text that disappears too quick. Yeah, already, already licensed music starting. New Orleans. Yeah, already got fucking licensed music starting. I got a list of it. Yeah. There's way too much. Before the fucking title card appears, we have House of the Rising Sun by the Animals, You Don't Own Me by Leslie Gore, and Symphony of the Devil by the Rolling Stones. All before the title of the film is on screen. Right. That's not how you make a movie. Yeah. Not even close. So this movie does, right off the bat, we do we have like a shitty montage, basically, that shows us our I don't know why, because cast. it's setting up Deadshot, and then setting up Harley Quinn, and then like after they introduce us to um, Viola Davis's character, mm-hmm. she just introduces us to those characters again. Yeah. I why? So we get the shitty license music <laughs> montage. We get over to Viola Davis' character, I forget her name too. It's Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. I should know this. I am a fan of Waller. comic books. She's yeah. a big character. I'm not a big Suicide Squad guy, so I'm much about Waller. I'm me either, but I, I do it's Amanda Waller. I I know this. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so Waller is after we get these two introduction scenes, we get another in- set of introductions where she shows this file for each character while trying to recommend the use of the Suicide Squad to government officials at a dinner. So we get to see a little thing of each character, like, doing something. It's so long. It feels like forever. Yeah, it really is. In total, once this is over, we're about almost 30 minutes into the movie already. Yeah. All right, so we get, like, intro to Harley Quinn. Super freak plays. And Purple Lamborghini when we get the bad scene of Jared Leto going like, hey, Common, you want to... Fuck my girlfriend and Common's like, no. And Jared Leto's like, okay. Oh my and god, it kills him. Wait, that's right. That's part of her like introductory. That's part of her introduction. Holy She's like dancing shit. in the club, and there's like a mishmash of all kinds of scenes of her because we get like her at the at Arkham, and then Jared Leto like shocks the shit out of her after he has that. Like, like the really, thing in the trailer, he's like, I'm gonna really hurt cringy. you really, really bad. bad. Yeah. It's oh god, it's terrible. He's like, he, oh god, his mannerisms are terrible. God, he's so bad. They introduce us to... Or no, they introduce us to Deadshot, then Harley Quinn. Deadshot, you get Standing in the Rain, Mark Ronson song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just, you know, he kills a guy. All right scene. Of the, of these, this is an all right one. Well, because, yeah, doesn't it doesn't also immediately turn to, like, with his daughter. This is what yeah. I was talking about earlier, the but this Batman is actually cameo. a pretty good scene. Yeah. Where, yeah, then, like, he's with his daughter, and then Batman shows up. Yeah, and, and Batman then, shows up in the Harley Quinn one as well. To chase after them briefly, for some reason, these are all slapdashed and cut together. Like they didn't really know how all these scenes would fit together when they were filming the film, which is weird to think. Yeah, like you're telling a story about the Suicide Squad doing a mission, but then there's so many scenes they filmed that are extraneous and origin based. That like, where do they fit in? Where do they fit in naturally? They really don't. It's easier if it's actually a comic book to do this, but it's not. It's a film. I, I don't know what they were thinking. Why don't you, like, sprinkle these out? 
maybe that would have been nice. bit. all know. at once it's obnoxious and the music changing every like minute gave me whiplash it was really jarring. It was really painful. Because after that, you go right into Captain Boomerang, and it's playing Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. Got get it, get Australia? It? Australian rock band, and like, you know, Dirty Deeds, and he's like Robin, and he's like an Australian guy, and he's doing, you know, I get it. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, he just gets stopped by Flash, and then you get fucking slipping into darkness by war. When they set up El Diablo, then you get Fortunate Son by Credence. When they set up Killer Croc, and then we have a brief break of music. Thank God, as they set up a billion other stupid things in this movie. <laughs> but whatever, she set them up. It's all good. I believe in the middle of this, she also sets up Enchantress last, probably. Yeah, and she puts the fucking. This is the plot. She puts a big old fucking container on the table. He's like, can we have this? Which is in a box strapped to a bomb. Yeah. Uh-huh. This doesn't get brought up too much after that. No. The, the, the heart gets stolen off screen, which I think is really funny. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really big... They set it up as, like, this really big plot device. And, like, oh, and then, like, they set up, like, oh, man, she needs her heart. How is she going to get her heart? And then she just, like, gets it. And you don't know how, why... I don't know how it works, really, because, like, when she does the betrayal thing, uh, uh, fucking Amanda Waller starts stabbing the shit out of that thing to injure her, and then she just goes to her brother and is like, help me, and he's like, okay, well, all right, and then just does it, <laughs> and she's fine. It doesn't make any the sense. The characters are invincible, and it's annoying. Anyway, so I guess the implication is she's supposed to be part of the Suicide Squad. She's clearly outclassing every single member. Everybody isn't even in, like, that crazy superpowered here. Right. They're just normal, violent people. Right. No exceptional abilities. But this bitch has fucking superpowers. Right. Diablo is the exception, but he doesn't even want to use his powers, so... That kind of brings him down to their level. Yeah. Um, Okay, so she has, like, Enchantress show off to the government types to, like, showcase the potential of the... Task Force X. Yeah, and she like goes. Yeah, so you have whatever her dumb normal, June Moon. God, that's such a terrible name. It, it is. It's a comic booky name. Yeah, so they they yeah. have they have they have good old Ms. Moon go up <laughs> and uh, change the Enchantress. She says it by whispering, Enchantress, and she becomes the Enchantress. Yeah, and then and then she like goes disappears and comes back with like a big government file, and dude's like. We were looking for this for years. Holy shit. Like, and then immediately he's like, without asking any other questions, like, how do you get these guys to listen to you? Um, what are you actually going to use them for? Like, besides weird other things, you can use them for other things? Are they a contingency? Doesn't ask any other real questions. She's just like, sold. <laughs> and then they, and then, and then it's, there it is. The Suicide Have Squad's made. Have witch deliver me a pizza. She can do it. <laughs> Uh, but then Fuck she, delivery. like, escapes and, like, takes her brother, who's in a statue, and makes him go in a dude. Like, she went into June Moon, but, like, she went into June Moon, and then they have this, like, symbiotic relationship where they both exist. This dude just took over this that This dude just takes over. The Incubus takes over this dude. And then rips a hole through a subway train. 
and starts fucking noodling tentacles all over the place and killing people. And then, you know, state of emergency in this uh, town here, city here. And then immediately they're like, get the suicide squad. Get them up. Let's go. Time for more music. So so Amanda Waller and Flaggy Boy go go to the go to the task force, Bell Rive Prison. And uh are I, I guess the intent of this scene is they're like trying to sign all these characters up for the suicide squad. Yeah. But then the only one that they actually fucking talk to is fucking Deadshot. And Charlie go to talk to Diablo and he's like, no, fuck off. And then they yeah. just leave. Yeah, the only one they really actually talk to, yeah. Which is when he shot. showcases his talent by shooting stuff real the, well. The black skinhead by like, Kanye West. Yes, another another music drop here. Um I I I like this one, actually. I think it's pretty cool. It goes well with the scene. Yeah. Actually. It, it's not too usually bad. they don't. But it is still Way too obvious. <laughs> yep, and then right after we have this really awkward, like, little scene where he's, like, talking the flag, uh-huh. and then he's like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking he's to your talking boss. talking to him, though. Like, right... You're lying, Will Smith. Waller's to the right, right? <laughs> so, let's let's break this down real quick. Uh-huh. Will Smith is, like, like in the face of flag, right? Yeah. He's Berating like him and going, like, distance. this is what I want. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not fucking working for you. And then Flag like, no. And he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your boss. She? All right. Visualize this for me, guys. All right. All you listeners, close your eyes, okay? And visualize. You got a guy right in front of you, okay? <laughs> Definitely coronavirus infection distance, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Less than six feet. Maybe not even a foot in front of you, okay? If you turn just a little bit to your right and about two feet in front of you, that's where Amanda Waller is. He says, I'm talking to your boss, and still doesn't look at her. <laughs> what the it fuck? doesn't make any sense. What the fuck? I hate it. It's so awkward. So much stuff in this movie is just awkward. It's terrible. All right, so By the way, we're yeah. like an hour into this movie It now. feels like it. I think we're only a half hour, but... Really? I don't care. It kind of felt like an eternity. This part feels like an eternity because... Nothing happens except setting up characters for literally 40 minutes. And it's too much. It's an overload of information that doesn't really go anywhere. It's frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. You have a little scene where Flag just argues with Waller. And then... Yeah. And then... It's, it's a bad oh, idea. Yep. And then it's time to just do it. Well, we get the setup... I, I missed a bit of this on this rewatch, and I don't know why. I don't know if I was inattentive because the movie was bad. It's possible. Or if the movie is just bad at conveying its message. Our subplot here is the Joker finds Griggs and kind of like sets it up so that he will give Harley Quinn an out so that she can escape from the prison. Yeah. And escape from whatever. Uh, but he already like has mistreated Harley Quinn a bunch, as we know. So she threatens him and says, you are so dead. And he's like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? And, uh, like, the implication here is that they actually deactivated the bomb in her neck. So she will be fine to escape. They won't be able to blow up her head. Which I missed. I was just wondering the whole time how she was able to escape. Right. (laughs) Me too, actually. 
I didn't but even realize no, that. The implication is Joker goes and breaks into a place that, like, does that and cancels that out. That'd be great to see. Yeah, well, they kind of did. They had a scene where he broke into that place and injected that dude with something. So he's able to make it so that her bomb won't go off. Griggs helped, and then his storyline is left unresolved because there's no punishment for him or anything. Because, like, you know the Joker, even though he exploited him to do something for him, would still... Just dispose of him. ...fucking kill him. Uh, the Joker's plot is really fucking extraneous from the whole film. Uh, just so him trying so to get Harley like, back the whole time. Have to be in the movie. No, it's just like him trying to get Harley back the whole time. It's set up like, oh, let's set up the Joker a little bit, put him in this movie for the recognition, and then he could show up in the Batman movie. I want to point out that before this movie came out, the implication and like uh, vibe that most people were getting from the trailers was that the Joker was the main villain that the Suicide Squad were going to go up against. Yeah, he was going to be the threat. Because there was no point that made it seem like Enchantress was the main threat. It didn't seem like she was part she of the just team. seemed like she was part of the team. Right. Which she is at first, I suppose. For like, like minutes. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for us to go. We gotta, we gotta get the squad together. There's stuff happening. Oh, no. So grab them all. They fucking put the gotta shit in the next. Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Then immediately after, Seven Nation Army. <laughs> That's also really jarring. <laughs> So they put all the fucking devices in their necks. They're like, hey, what the fuck, man? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Deal with it, bitch. We get a real quick Slipknot and Katana for no reason showing up. Just info dump. Yeah, but you get everybody getting their gear. They're like, all right, gear up. We're going in yeah, and now. Yeah, they just give them their stuff, and they establish uh, Captain Boomerang likes pink unicorns. Great. And, like, I don't know. He puts one in his jacket. Never gets resolved. Who thought that was funny? Or why? But yeah, ah, uh, big tough guy likes unicorns. Ideas uh-huh. goes into that a lot, and it's just like, why is there a pink unicorn? It doesn't do anything. It's set up like it will have a payoff, and then it doesn't, because the movie is uh, dumb, so stupid. They also play as they're suiting up without me by Eminem. The music doesn't stop in this movie. It's like a music video at times. It's terrible. Uh, and then as they're flying into the city. They play Spirit in the Sky. God. <laughs> it's so obvious. They are taking... I, I can't believe the, the, these guys are just shoving a chainsaw in the dead horse. Yeah. So, for the most part, the music is done at that point. But it's so front-loaded that it feels like it's the whole film. So now we're in the city. And uh, pretty obvious from the get-go that... This is going bad. Right. Immediately, their their helicopter crashes. Somehow, all of them are completely unscathed. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Uh, you just had them land. Captain Boomerang convinces Slipknot to try to escape, and then his head explodes. This would have been a good moment if they set him up more. I'm going to keep saying that. Yep. I, hope, they, like, yeah, I hope James Gunn, and I feel like he will, plays with that a lot. Oh, yeah. Because there's, like, fucking 30 people in that cast. I'm, I'm convinced he's going to kill off multiple characters. I feel like he's going to kill off most of them. Like, they're going to be super expendable, dumb characters like Polka Dot Man. Who he can just kill at the drop of a hat because it'll be funny. I can't wait I'm for sure that. he'll play around and, like, kill a main Playing character, too. Playing with the too. concept should have been fun. And crazy. But instead it was uh, boring in this movie. Everybody fights these monster things, and you know it, it seems for a while that like Task Force X is gonna do good, good, good job. Actually, they're effective at hurting people. And then we get a dumb twist 
that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Amanda Waller's in the city. Yeah. For some reason. So but their whole task was supposed to be just to go get her? Yeah, but they didn't know that. They were going to go to, like, you know, whatever, like, Moonbase Alpha. AU, 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 AU. Or whatever fucking base they were supposed to go to. And then it's 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 her. She was the target. So it's, like, to get her extracted, I guess. Yes. But then, like, the instant they get her, she gets on a helicopter and it fucking explodes anyway. And she kills everyone there, too. Her whole, like, staff. It's so fucking and strange. It's just, it's just so She looks at Flagler like, don't, don't act like you never swept something under the rug before or whatever she says. I forget. It's stupid. I hate it. It's so understated when it feels like it should be a big moment. And even if it w- was carried out dramatically, it wouldn't have been earned because we don't oh, yeah. even know what's happening. Right. It's incoherent. There's no reason for any of it. There's no reason for us to understand what's happening. Why is she still in the city? Why does she shoot, shoot her own staff? Because they're, quote unquote, not cleared for this. Whatever. So they go and move out. Um, Harley Quinn at this point, uh, Joker shows up, gets her out, and then they just like they go to just go to blow up her thing and like oh her device isn't working and then she gets on the helicopter and like blow up the helicopter. And Joker saves her and pushes her out of the helicopter before it blows up and then Joker dies. Except he doesn't. Because of course not. And we'll get into this uh, when we're done discussing the plot of the movie. Right. When I get into cut content. Mmm cutting room floor not even available in the extendo edition which uh we did not watch no it only added a few minutes it added 14 or something like that but like whatever who cares and like the less of this movie we watched the better i wasn't interested i was interested in the bvs because i was curious after so many people had talked about it talked it up it wasn't worth it no (laughs) but even still so now they go um, find they go and find where uh waller's helicopter crash and uh Deadshot goes to take a look inside, sees what the actual file of what actually is she fucking going got on. Kidnapped by monsters, Yugi, and then like there, there she'd take her to Enchantress or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he finds like the list of what's going on, and I don't understand the significance of any of this. They act like it's a big fucking reveal. Yeah, well, they didn't but set it up properly, it. but none of the other characters know what's actually happening with the Enchantress stuff. They never met her. They don't know anything about her. Yeah. So when he gets the file, he they see what he sees what she really is and how ridiculous this is and how fucked they are. It's like an OP situation that they can't deal with. Right. The implication. Yeah, and that's why he like throws it at him and says "fuck you, I'm out" and goes to the bar and all that shit because like it's not explained well. Right. This whole scene. Right. So that's like that's why is because they realize oh we're in an unwinnable situation we're literally going to die. Yeah. So they just say fuck it and go to a bar. Right. Yeah, and they all just go into the bar. And, uh, because they meet up with Harley Quinn again, by the way. Yeah. Who survived and is fine, but she's sad because Joker dead. Right. But not really, but whatever. Um. Now they're in the bar, we get a fucking info dump from El Diablo about how he accidentally killed his whole family out of a fit of rage for this fire powers. That's why he restrains from using it. It should have happened earlier in the movie. Much earlier. Because they want it to pay off really hard what he does next. And it doesn't when we just learned about him just now. I feel. It doesn't work as well. 
they should have set that up super early. Just like in the introduction, right? They could be like, this dude is so, is so like like crazy powerful that he accidentally killed his own family. Just yeah. say it. Yeah. <coughs> it doesn't have to be revealed. Everybody has drinks and kind of like bonds over their sadness. Yeah. Uh, including Flag, who shows up and goes like, you know... I'll, I'll, now, this was terrible, too, because just yes. like, that's the girl I'm sleeping with. But, like, they set up that, like, he's, like, in love with her. Why yeah. would he say it like that? Well, it's so this stupid. this movie is bad. He'd just be like, he, he, like, it'd be more patchy straight up, like, I'm in love with this girl, and she is, like, a monster well, that's right that's how now. they portray it. But he doesn't say it. Nah, he says, did you know I was sleeping with her? It's stupid. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you see her as just titty meat yeah. <laughs> and all hope's gone for him and he just like just like wants to do whatever he can to do this he kind of starts feeling sympathy for them he breaks his phone that's supposed to have the that sets off the explosive devices he's like come with me if you want if not go I don't care anymore and then we got a actually funny moment when Captain Boomerang just leaves. Yeah, and I hate that this isn't paid off. So he just, like, and so as soon as he said it, Captain Boomerang's like, all right, fuck, he just gets up and goes, right? Yeah. He should not have come it's back to the movie. It's funny, dude. He should not have came back. He should not be there at the end. That would have been <laughs> And great. I don't think he was initially, which we'll get to. Uh-oh. But that would, that I think been... they entirely reshooted him in. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure they did. Because that would have been funny as fuck. Yeah. It's like, he's gone. Yeah, they wanted it to feel more like they're all together and all, but it doesn't make any sense that he would. And no point did Boomerang give a shit. And no point did Boomerang actually give a shit about any of them. No, they they don't really bond with Boomerang well. The only two characters that really bond are fucking Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Quinn. They spend a lot of time talking to each other. You could feel them starting to have kind of like a friendship bond. Yeah, and it's cool. And at the, I mean, like maybe they bond with El Diablo a bit when he explains that shit. Right. And, like, I don't know. Killer Croc just doesn't do much. They have, like, a real brief exchange with Killer Croc where Harley Quinn says he's ugly. And he says, no, I'm beautiful, which is actually kind of funny. Right. But, like, they don't do anything with it. Um, That's it. And he doesn't say much else. So their plan is, uh, she's, uh, fucking Enchantress is in this area. Uh, doing some fucking avatar poses from the last Airbender movie, and she's summoning a, a, mach- a laser in the sky. It looks Bullshit. terrible. Whatever is happening. Her animations here. when she's like fucking jogging around like that, shit, it looks terrible. Too much CG, too much bullshit going on. So the plan is for Croc and the other soldiers who are left over. Yeah, there were other soldiers left over to swim under and blow up something. Yeah, set a bomb at a certain portion of the thing. I think that's to kill Incubus. Right. Uh, and then the other members of the squad go at the top to distract him and get him in position to kill him, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, and they, they, they do that. But not until Diablo has to sacrifice himself to do it. He turns and transforms into Ghost Rider. Yeah, like, <laughs> on fun. Like, I don't understand. Really dumb. It looks like shit. It doesn't make sense. It wasn't established that he could transform at any point. I don't know why he does. I don't get it. It's really oh, schlocky and out of nowhere. It's terrible, dude. It's pretty bad. And he fights him and burns the shit out of him, and it doesn't work. The Incubus is invincible. Um, but then he is defeatable by an explosion and falling into the ground, I guess. Whatever. So yeah, he dies. <laughs> so does Diablo. Well, you don't really care about these characters anyway. Who gives a shit? 
Now we have the main fight where you have everybody who's left versus Enchantress. And then Flag's like, we gotta cut her heart out. And then now this movie spent a long time. Oh, I forgot to talk about this. Uh-huh. Yeah, remember I said earlier she just randomly gets her heart? Yeah, she really yeah. does. He just shows up and says, like, oh, here's your heart. Your brother does. It doesn't make any sense. At one point further that this movie, I forget exactly when it happens because god yeah. damn it, whatever this fucking I don't know if movie. he gave her a new one or part of his or if it's not <laughs> no, the original heart or what. It's the original heart. Eh, that makes sense, but yeah. It is. I know. It doesn't make any sense, though. Amanda Waller had. It's, it's strapped to a bomb. Amanda Waller had it. I don't know when she lost it. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Was it on the helicopter? I don't fucking know. I thought it was a new one that he made. No. Because he, like, gave her some of his power was how they implied it. Yeah, but, but she still didn't have the heart until a point. They, like, had, I don't like, have a, the answers for you, They had a strange intermittent scene where he, yeah. just, he just, like, gave her the heart. And she's like, you have a heart now or whatever. And then it started yeah, glowing in her chest. I don't know. And, like, it, it's really obvious. Like, this heart is glowing in her chest. So, yes, we have to cut the heart out. We did it. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. She, like, gives them, like, visions and shit and blah, blah, blah. None of it matters. None of it's of any significance. They just snap out of it and are fine. Yep. Anyway. And, and a strange and, cut where they're just, like, halfway over the meeting her already. And then the fight starts. Yeah, and, and they just, you know... Get their asses beat yeah, for a while. And, like, fight her for a bit, and but don't really do anything. And, uh, because <laughs> she's, like, invincible and can teleport and shit. But then, you know, that's nothing compared to Harley Quinn pretending that she's gonna turn over to the dark side. The darker side. And and then just saying, like, you fucked with my friends, haha, and, like, slashing open her heart and grabbing her heart out. Yeah, because there's, Katana's sword was sitting on the ground. Yes, yeah. And so she got that and, like, sliced at her heart, cut, cut her chest open, and then pulled the heart out, right? Uh-huh. And then the heart just kind of disappears for a little bit. Uh, yeah, we don't we see where it goes, but eventually it like lands under something and Captain Boomerang grabs it. At this point, we have this excruciating slow-mo scene. Excruciating. <laughs> she throws a gun to Deadshot and then slow-mo tries it's to shoot all the heart. in slow-mo. Yeah. It's like a minute and a half worth of just like really dumb slow-mo action including you, i believe enchantress fucking with him and having a vision of his daughter appear going yeah. like you know don't shoot dad and that's in slow-mo too yeah it's like really bad it's pretty bad and then he just like and then he just like once again those visions don't do anything or mean anything to anybody he just, just shoots the package to do it like there's no tension even and he shoots a bomb that was thrown at the thing yeah. the, the vortex thing it blows she... that up blow up yeah. And then uh, they get the heart. She's just injured. <laughs> the heart's still there. Yeah, and then they get the heart, and, like, he's like, uh, yeah, Flag gets her heart, grabs it, and is like, you know, turn back into June, or I'll crush this. And she's like, uh, you don't have the balls. And he, just, and does he it. just does it. Kills her. And then kills her. But then June's alive. Yay! I don't know why. What? It would have been more sad and more fitting if, if she he made died. a sacrifice. Because earlier in the movie, she was like, if you have to decide between me and killing her, you kill her. Yeah, like that, that's like June said that. Set up for a payoff that doesn't happen. Yeah, because she's just fine anyway. Right. And then, lo and behold, Amanda Waller's here. <laughs> and they're happy. We saved the city moment is uh, interrupted by her going like, I'm gonna blow up all your heads and you're going back to jail and they're like, what the fuck? Can we get like some stuff at least? Like Will Smith's like, I want to see my daughter. 
Harley Quinn's like, I want a coffee machine, I think. Killer Croc says he wants BET. I will never forget that as Jesus long as I live. Jesus fucking Christ. It is really dumb. Um, Ugh. And they get some amenities, but they're still in prison, and they go back to prison. Yeah, we get, a little, get some shots of showing what they're doing in prison at the time. Set to Bohemian Rhapsody. Jesus Christ. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from this movie. <laughs> and then right at the end of the movie, Joker shows up. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And like breaks out Harley Quinn. I want to talk about how stupid this reveal is because he's wearing a SWAT uniform that says Joker on it. Yep. And then he takes off the helmet and he's Joker. Right. And Harley Quinn's like, <gasps> Puddin'. And it's like, are you implying she didn't know it was Joker? Yep. This is like Harvey Dent not recognizing him as the nurse in the right. Dark Knight. Same I don't shit. understand. It's terrible. It says Joker on it. And then he rescues her, and then it plays the bad, uh, you know, all my friends are he just take it slow song. Yeah, that song's terrible. 21 Pilots bad song. Yeah. And, and then the we movie get a, is fucking over. We get a dumb post credit scene. Yeah. Uh, where, where Bruce Wayne... Uh-huh. Ben Affleck talks to Amanda Waller. Makes a deal with her. The deal is set up for Justice League because he gets uh, files divulging possibly the location of Flash and Aquaman, uh, which will tie into Justice League as he tries to get that team together. And then he's just like, you know, <coughs> shut down the task force or me and my friends will. Right. That's it. Yep. That's all the scene is. Really much bunch of nothing. Mm-hmm. They just felt like they had to be what Marvel is. Yep. So you gotta have Ben Affleck show up. But like he already showed up a couple times in this movie, so it doesn't really feel that crazy. And the it's movie really... is over. Let's briefly talk about what's not in the movie. That probably should have been, Justin. So This is not official at all. This was on Reddit when the movie came out, okay? So we got the theatrical, uh, I'm sorry, the extended cut on Blu-ray, but that only adds 14 minutes, and none of the Joker stuff is added back in. There's a lot of cut stuff. Yeah, that's If you watch the trailers, actually, there's a lot of stuff that's just not in the movie that you can see in the trailers and it's like what happened to that shit and that's pretty like reminiscent of Amazing Spider-Man 2 to me there's lots of shit like that in that fucking movie too like there's this was in the trailer it's not in the movie though probably because they restructured everything so um got a couple things here in early cuts the movie's opening detailed June Moon's possession by Enchantress in real time Reshoots reshuffled the scene to be later in the movie in flashback form in favor of a new opening centered on Deadshot. Uh, Deadshot in the prison cell, watching the rainfall and thinking about his daughter, El Diablo, doing something. Uh, They explain the container that he's in is... Uh, a tube that fills with water to quell his flames. That's it would be nice not to know that at all. When they let him out, it's just like a bunch of water spills out of it. And you don't understand why. Yeah. So there was going to be early interviews showcasing Captain Boomerang being racist and sexist. He was going to be a lot more unlikable. He's already unlikable, but he was going to be like outright terrible. Uh, the movie's light on such examples. 
Uh, most have been deleted. Most of them were directed at Katana, to whom he's attracted to. I believe these were cut out to make the movie less edgy. Um, that was that might have been a good cut. Well, it ties in with a couple things, though, doesn't it? Um, there was more backstory for Killer Croc, revealing his entire life as a social outcast due to his physical appearance and convinced himself that he's beautiful in his own way, crossing paths with Batman, working for a muscle for hiring Gotham. Uh, scenes displaying his affinity for making sculptures out of discarded materials. Uh, only one of these jokes about him viewing himself as beautiful is retained in the final cut. Uh, Would have been nice to have a couple more of those, give him a little bit more humanity. So there was going to be a scene where during the helicopter escort to the city, he was going to throw up. He was going to be sick from the flight. He was going to throw up and there was going to be half-digested pieces of goat. And then he would eat them again and discuss the Navy SEALs. Uh, I feel like that was a good, good cut to make because that is gross. Christ. Uh, this movie's still terrible. There was going to be passing reference to Slipknot being a serial rapist, likely to further paint him as unsympathetic to the audience ahead of his own death. Doubling down, I see. He already punches a woman as soon as he appears. Fucking David Ayer. Like it is the only it's the only way he can communicate people being edgy is like them being like the most extreme no pieces of shit. Like actual like fucking like I mean I guess This is all heresy, by the way. Like We're not saying killers, he's actually like that. But like, like Jesus Christ, there's no reason to do it. This isn't official. I do sort of believe some of it though, because there's got like the Jared Leto stuff in particular that we're gonna get to. There's gonna be more scenes of Rick Flagg and June Moon's romantic relationship. Uh, don't care. There was going to be a scene with them out on a date. Uh, so there was going to be an extended scene of Joker interrogating Captain Griggs, including a line which is in the trailers, but not in the fucking movie. I can't wait to show you my toys as he slaps his face. That was in like every trailer right. removed from the that. film. Uh, Joker and his men escaping after shooting up a restaurant. Harley following them on a motorcycle, intercepting their car. Joker bangs his head against the glass in frustration. Joker and Harley in a fight, which ends with Harley pointing a gun at Joker's head. Joker sweet-talking Harley into lowering the gun, charming her, then backhanding her across the face. Uh, afterwards, he sweet-talks her again, and they kiss. Um, the Ace Chemical scene was going to have more dialogue and be a longer extended scene. Uh... I feel like there was going to be a lot more abusive shit between Joker out. and Harley Quinn. They were trying to set him up as more unlikable for a big reveal towards the end of the movie that I feel like would have actually, in retrospect, transitioned into Birds of Prey better than the ending of this movie does. Um, Uh, there was going to be more interactions between Harley and Boomerang, and she was going to actually really dislike him, despite growing affectionate to all the other members of the squad, probably because he is sexist and shitty. Uh, the bar scene would have been longer. Uh, there was a scene in the trailers where Harley offered... Uh, she asked what Diablo wanted, and he said water, which in the trailers they cut to him doing fire and shit. And then she was like, that's a good idea, and gave him water. I remember uh, that. Funny joke. Yeah. Not in the movie. Um, several scenes with the Joker were removed to repaint his relationship with Harley as more loving rather than abusive, which uh, doesn't make sense because they left in the most fucked up one, which is where he shocks her in the fucking head to turn her nuts. Yeah. I guess. I, 
once again, like better Harley Quinn's better served as just like a character that like like naturally just kind of like loose, like is already a little bit loose. But then, like, kind of, like, all the time she spends with Joker kind of drives her crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, a better setup and payoff I for that so. character. I feel like I agree. Then, like, him just, like, shock therapying her into being crazy. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't like that at all. It's really unsettling. So, when Joker rescues her in the helicopter, they were apparently going to get into an argument. And in earlier cuts, he was going to reportedly push her out of the helicopter to fucking kill her. Instead of doing it before the helicopter got shot down. The helicopter getting shot down was going to happen after he pushed her out. They reframed that scene, to make it look allegedly, like it. to make it look like he saved her. Uh, and he was going to return during the final battle in the subway station, possibly after they took care of Enchantress. Yeah. Uh, face half burnt from the helicopter crash. And this was in the trailers. You could see a shot of him with his face all fucked up. Because he crawled out of the helicopter crash. Yeah. So there was going to be a scene with him interacting with the rest of the squad, which doesn't happen in this movie. Yeah. He only interacts with Harley Quinn, which is interesting. What bad structure? So what did they remove here? He was apparently going to call for Harley to escape with him, but she refuses to help her friends. Uh, And I feel like... And then Joker throws a grenade and escapes himself i feel like that would have tied together their entire arc a little better and apparently him rescuing her at the end was added in reshoots as well so the story as it originally was was joker was an abusive terrible piece of shit to her the entire movie the unhinged psychotic crappy jared leto joker was actually going to be unlikable on purpose so that the narrative of the movie would be Harley basically rejecting him at the end of this movie. And I feel like that would have transitioned into Birds of Prey better than their their relationship is fine. It's fine. <laughs> he rescues her. He loves her. Man, I need a I need a relationship like Joker and Harley Quinn got. No I'm saying Oh god, I hated Dude, that shit after this ooh. movie came out. Oh my god. Ooh, I need me a twisted fucking psychopath. Ooh, baby. Ugh. Yeah, that shit was cringy as shit. Like like the character is cringy. It's a cringy bad, not good look at all. It's so bad. So and yeah, I think Boomerang would have been gone from the movie. That's why he's, like, kind of punished at the end. He's a piece of shit the whole time. He doesn't come with them to the final battle. (coughs) Excuse me. And then at the end, when everybody's life is kind of better, like Deadshot gets to see his kid, Harley Quinn is not getting abused in the prison. It's just, you know, hanging out. Uh, (laughs) Killer Croc gets his BT. Boomerang's like yelling for help and be like, let me out of here, let me out of here. Like he's punished, which doesn't really link up with the rest of everything that's going on. Yeah. Because he's not presented as wholly unlikable the whole time. So yeah, yeah they we were... really fucked this movie up. Not that it was going to be good in the first place. No, it seemed like it was even, some of that stuff might have made it even worse, actually. A Harley arc might have been better, but it would have been uncomfortable to watch. And Jared Leto would have been even worse. I don't think I would have wanted to watch that. And, like, I I I don't want to watch this to begin with. No. But I think presenting their relationship is, like, aw. 
they love each other is 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 fucking just a mistake. <laughs> there's nothing else. They, there's nothing they could have done to salvage this. No, not not a bit. But despite that. This movie makes a shit ton of money. It does. It was a big box office success for Warner Brothers, making $746.8 million on a $175 million budget. Re- monetarily less money than BVS, but in terms of budget, I think Much they made better out success. better. Right. However, its critical reception was uh, Terrible. no good. <laughs> big bad. It's 27% bad on Rotten Tomatoes, funnily enough. BVS, 28. Got one point lower. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the DCEU was a joke to most until the release of a competent film the following year in Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, and I don't say I don't say good. In my opinion, Wonder Woman is not, like, great. It is competent. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's the best I can give it. It's fine. It has a terrible third arc that falls apart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. for the most part... The movie's enjoyable enough. Gal Gadot does a great job as Wonder Woman. She's really good. Everything else around it's just okay. Yeah. It's just funny to me that, like, it was so low that, like, that movie came out and everybody was like, well, maybe you're not so bad. <laughs> Most of Suicide Squad put aside from it in, like, probably, probably, I mean, even even Henry Cavill as Superman. Like, the entire DCEU suffers from a problem where actually they, for the most part, they nail a lot of the casting yeah. But everything's mishandled. Oh, yeah. And, like, which sucks, because, like, you get these, like, characters that are actually kind of neat, and then a lot of them aren't going to come back. No. Affleck's gone already. He was a great Batman. I enjoyed Ben Affleck as Batman. And he's gone forever. He's gone. Yeah. Now, hopefully this new one's good. We've talked about that before. Hopefully it's good. But in, in, It's oh, supposed to be canon with it, but I don't know how that makes any fucking sense at the end. It must outset. be like a long time ago, like 20 years ago, because he's been Batman for 20 years. It's not going to make any sense, because Gordon's going to change races somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. Because he's J.K. Simmons in Justice League coming up here, but he's the fucking dude from Westworld in the new one. So, I don't know. Two different Gordons? Who cares? Yeah. I don't care. I'm just saying. It's like, what? Uh, so, you know, Warner sees dollar signs. They don't care about the quality of the movie or anything. Right. Uh, immediately get to work on planning way too many sequels and spinoffs. Overconfident. Birds of Prey is the first of these to see the light of day. To its credit, that was a much, 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 much better film. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what an improvement. Uh, other planned movies, assuming they don't get canceled, which some of them will for sure... <laughs> are uh, the Suicide Squad, which is happening? That's the James Gunn sequel. Well, that will function more like a reboot next year. Uh, Gotham City Sirens, which would feature uh, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. Uh, this has David Ayer attached to direct, uh, but not to write, which may be a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Now it's suffered many, many delays. Uh, they decided to go ahead with Birds of Prey instead of this. As the next Harley Quinn outing. I don't know if David Ayer will continue to be attached to it. Because, like, the more time is removed from Suicide Squad, the worse it looks, too. Yeah, and, and the worse, like... Because as more of these... Like, especially after Birds of Prey comes out, right? Yeah. And you see that, like, wow, this movie's actually pretty fucking competent and fun. Yeah, but it didn't make as much money as Suicide Squad. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to see 
right now how Warner Brothers will react. It didn't make as much money because of Suicide Squad because of Suicide Squad. Yes. Everybody I would went, agree. Everybody went and saw Suicide Squad and it sucked. Uh-huh. And, like, people didn't really like it that much. And so you make something that, like, <sighs> and unfortunately is sort of a spinoff from Suicide Squad because yeah. you have the same Harley Quinn who's one of the only good parts of Suicide Squad. And she's amazing in Birds of Prey. Yeah, she's really good. And, but you have that sour taste in everyone's mouth from that. Mm-hmm. I think We're it resulted in it. nobody caring. Right, and it resulted in not far less people giving a shit than should have. So if Suicide uh, Squad was a good movie. There's supposed to be a Deadshot solo film starring Will Smith. I hope so. I don't see it happening. But, uh, so he was, uh, recast for The Suicide Squad with Idris Elba. But then they decided to not do that and have Idris Elba be an, uh, a different character. Yeah. Than Deadshot. But that was originally what the idea was. They decided to do that so that Will Smith had an opportunity to return later down the line. Which is cool. Because he couldn't do Suicide Squad 2 because scheduling conflicts or whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, there's an untitled Harley Quinn and Joker spinoff and a Joker solo film, which I assume both are canceled. I guarantee you that after after the, the terrible reception of Suicide Squad and then the Walking Phoenix Joker movie winning a fucking Oscar. Yes. No, not they're going to focus on that now. Right. If, if, if Walking Phoenix wants to return as the Joker for something else, they will go forward with that. Well, they're going to do a sequel to that fucking movie now. Oh, yeah, probably. Hundred percent. We'll see how they that were works. all like. We're not gonna, but after it succeeded so much, they were like, "Well, maybe." <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't know how that works. Honestly, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure how he fits into all this. Really, I mean, we'll talk more about that he when we get to the Joker. It's not in the universe. It's not in the DCEU. Okay. It's, what do they? Uh, what do they do about Joker in the DCEU? I don't fucking know. I think he's. Go- I hope he's dead. Fuck it. There's rumors that there's a funeral in the Batman movie. <laughs> How hype would it How be? How does that line up? <laughs> it doesn't at all! <laughs> Just, like, stop pretending that, like, this is canon. I don't care. We'll see. Stop it with the canon. You, I think they're DC gonna... would be much better self-served if they stop with the canon. Here's what they're gonna Get do. Get rid of it. Here's what they're gonna do. I'm gonna tell you what they're gonna do. <laughs> BVS is not canon. Justice League, sort of canon. But BVS totally didn't happen. At all. Because they can't have it associated with that weird... Flash scene that's with the the nightmare scene yeah. that's not gonna come come into any fruition at all. No, they're delayed. That dark they're gonna have shit. some soft canon stuff and like Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Shazam definitely all happened and that's fine. But maybe the Flash still does. They'll have the other maybe. Batman interact with the rest of the Justice League and it'll be like Ben Affleck never happened. Uh, and it'll be like Batman v Superman never happened. And it'll be like Suicide Squad one never happened. Uh, this is how I'm feeling about it. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds for that. Next week, we get a big turn. Yeah, uh, what's cool about this is we get to escape the DCEU for a brief, brief <laughs> period of time. 2017 didn't just have Justice League come out. It also had the Lego Batman movie, and that's what we're watching next week. I've never seen it. Neither I've seen the I. Lego movie, and the Lego movie is fun. I like the Lego movie quite a bit. It's really inventive. Um, and Batman and that is pretty funny. I don't know if you've ever seen the Lego movie. I have. It's uh, good. I like it. 
I didn't count Lego Movie 1 and 2, even though Batman's a character in them, because they're not a Batman movie. He's just a character in them. It's cameo, really. Uh, the only reason I counted like stuff like Suicide Squad and Catwoman is because the main character is a Batman character. The right. main character of fucking Lego movie is not fucking Batman. Right. But the main character of Lego Batman is Batman. So, I feel like this is going to be a good one to watch, and it's going to be weirdly nostalgic, because I know for a fact that they make fun of all aspects of Batman in film. Burton, Schumacher, <laughs> Snyder... It'll be a good all watch in the midst of all of this. I think so. I've never seen it, and I'm excited to do so. It'll be silly and stupid. I mean, there's a potential. It's not great. It's just, like, okay. But I don't know. I'm at least looking forward to it. Not really looking forward to rewatching Justice League the next week after that. Yeah, that's going to be bad. But we're getting there. we got Lego Batman, Justice League. Joker. Uh, well, Teen Titans go to the movie. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> And then Joker. And then Birds of Prey, but we already did Birds of Prey. So so we only have four movies left after all that. We're in the home stretch. We're in the home stretch. And then we can finally watch not comic book movies. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, I love them to death, but like, man, they're fucking stupid sometimes. This was not a fun. This was not a fun one. Where do we rank it, by the way? I think it's pretty obvious. To uh, me. Just above Catwoman. Hell yeah, dude. A below Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice uh, just barely squeaking underneath it cause there's more a lot more good stuff about Batman v Superman Catwoman will remain at the bottom of this list forever I'm pretty confident there's nothing that can there's, it'll be, it'll be pretty close to the bottom of our total list the things that uh, yes the things that could have fought it for last place are already out of the way yeah and they're just right above it <laughs> so that's it Justice League's still pretty bad but I think Justice League might be better than Catwoman and Suicide Squad easily, and probably Batman v Superman. Uh, you know, it's possible, but it's been a while since I've seen Justice League. There's a, there's a there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more things about it, at least the one I remember, that is like a lot more likable about it, especially with the characters. Batman's like sort of the same, so he's still like you still like him, and then Superman's a lot better. Yes, a lot better. He's my favorite part about that movie, actually. Aquaman's Superman. not bad. Wonder Woman's still fun. Wonder Woman's still great. So like, there's a lot more likable stuff about the movie. The villain sucks. The plot not that great. I don't remember liking Aquaman in Justice League though. He was okay. He was fine. Yeah, he was still fun. I like Flash actually. Yeah, he's He's, not bad. He's entertaining. He's really nerdy and awkward. Right, but like he's he's just starting out, so I get it. Right. We'll see. I think by and large, it's a better film, but it has a very troubled production history. Yep, and we'll get that, to that when we get, get there. We got two weeks to wait but for that one, But next week, though. Lego Batman, which I think will be a refreshing change of yeah, pace. Yeah, I'm very excited, actually. Will Arnett. I, what a god. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, damn, this is a long one, my guy. Oh, yeah, we've been talking for way longer. I, I bitched about Sony for a long time, to be fair. It's okay. We bitched about Suicide Squad together for a long time. Fuck that movie. Bury it in the hole under the hole. Under the hole. Under the hole. Bury the hole and throw away the hole. And then put it in the DVD case for Holes, starring Shia LaBeouf. Real quick. And then bury that in the hole. <laughs> Last thought on this whole thing, right? Yeah. When I remember... I, I should have mentioned this earlier, because it's hilarious. Okay. When I remember her saying 
We put them in the hole and threw away the hole. Uh-huh. I thought it was a YouTube poop. <laughs> it sounds like it should be. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Put them in the hole and the hole and the hole. <laughs>